Ladies, are you looking for body positivity, self-love, and endless orgasms? Black Lux is the ultimate woman's playhouse that will cater to your real needs and desires. From adult toys like the new Ride'em Cowgirl, the Magic Bullet, to some sexy lingerie that will set the mood. Or you could roll some spicy dice to decide what new position you want to try. It's all on BlackLux.com. BlackLux.com. That's B-L-V-C-K-L-U-X.com. BlackLux.com. The ultimate woman's playhouse. So you qualify. Dipset. Come on. Oh, yeah. You know what time Black it out. is. Let's do it. New versus alert. Let's go. Killer. Let's go. One word to describe me, spectacular. Yes. So stay calm, shorty. When you see that palm 40, I pop it slow, you're rock and roll like Dipset, baby. So don't fool with the click. Don't fool with the dips. You will die, you will lie. A pool full of shit. When that gun with the clipping, start dumping and ripping. What? Y'all head, y'all some dead, some of the bitches. Dipset versus the blocks. Let's get it. Will respect you. Happy Saturday, let's get it. The gems and juice. Oh yeah. I'm so excited about this versus. Oh, I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's get it. Dipset. Jim Jones, where you at, baby? I'm an unofficial member of Dipset, by the way. Longest. No key. Lock me in this corner for the longest run. Jimsy Juice Podcast ready. Let's get it. Somehow I managed to creep from under the rock. Linking up with Cam. Linking up with the rock. Let's go. The gems and juice. They can't, they can't fuck with the gems and juice podcast, man. Fuck you. Fuck you. Talk with a heart full of hatred. Fuck you. Fuck you. And you said I'm fouled today, man. Only my man, but a sacred pop Fuck you. If you hope we wouldn't make it, fuck you. I hope you have your headphones in. Hatred, fuck you. Don't play this around the kids. Said we wouldn't kick it. Fuck you. Fuck you. The gems and man, juice. Blood and sacred pop sucker. Fuck you. Let's go. He's a snake. That's why I try uh-huh. to keep the grass cut so I can see him when they coming. Then I heat they ass up. Cause them niggas that you went to school with will catch you while you in your new whip and turn your brains in the cool whip. The Harlem. We in Harlem today. It's H-Town forever. But we in Harlem, man. We on 145th Street. Jones. Yo, 
Jones. Santana. Freaky. Jim Jones. Yeah. It's a problem. Let's go. Oh, fire part three. New versus alert. It's what's really good. Let's Let's go. Shout out to Dipset. Shout out to the Locks. I gotta play something else, man. I gotta play something else. Hold on. I gotta keep it H Town, man. I am ghetto boy chilling. Represent for the niggas in the hood and how they living. Shout out to Scarface, let's get it. Hustle until you touch it. You number one in my book. Feeling it. It don't matter how I get it, I got it. Fuck feelings. I don't have none. I'm out my paper, nigga. Let's go. Don't get confused on how the cash come. Never. By any means necessary, better. Get up off your ass and get my money before I stretch. Legend. Crunch your doorstep. When I brandish this four fifth, you can make a rainless. You a dead man, a ghost, yo. See, I come from the cuts for real. Nuts long before this rap came. The gems and juice. Survive the game of life, nigga. Fuck some sk- We mobtized qualified, by the way. Way this pussy must get killed. I'm alive, he came, he busted, he left I wouldn't have made for sure I was dead He fucked himself, yeah Cause now I'm at his ass with a vengeance Shout out to Zero Blood out from the beginning till the ending Real shit being spent, know your limits It's best you mind your motherfucking business If you ain't in it So hard in these streets Let's go Back a pistol plus, talk to God in these streets Go to church Sunday, Monday, selling raw in these streets Never took it home, no, I left it all in these streets Gotta do what I gotta do Vibe with the Gems and Juice podcast. Bro, do what I gotta do. Hustle till I see the dirt. Risking 25 years just to see another bird. <laughs> you know the vibes, man. Happy Saturday. We in the building. Back like we never left. We back like we left our car keys. Let's get it. Dipset all day, every day. Mob ties qualified. You know what time it is. Let's get it. Yes, yes. Great mix in anticipation of the upcoming just announced Dipset and Locks versus also a nice little subtle shot at a uh, Houston sports radio host who will remain nameless. But had a, a terrible take, leaving that chameleon air of all people is better than Scarface. So, yeah, shout out to that man. He knows who he is. He knows exactly who he is. <laughs> Uh, and when is that versus going down? I forgot to check the date. When is that happening? Because it always slips past me. Mm, um, it is happening. I'm checking on Google it's, right it's in, now. It's in August for sure. It, okay. It is uh August third. August third. So okay. It's actually, it's so actually in a couple weeks. Right around the corner, man. Yep. These things always slip up on me. So yeah, live and in Madison be, Square Garden. That's gonna be on a fucking Tuesday. 
Man, what's wrong yeah. with these versus people, dog? How are they yeah. gonna schedule an epic battle like that on a but, work day? But see, I, I'm I'm kind of curious because um, I seen I also seen people complaining about it being on a Friday or a Saturday because since the world is opened up now, pretty much uh, people are out and about and they ain't got time to sit there on Instagram on a Friday night. So I wonder if they trying to do a different strategy, knowing that people, you know, even though it's a work day. Uh, it's supposed to start 6 p.m. Um, okay. or well, 9 p.m. Eastern time, so 8 o'clock Houston time. I wonder if they anticipate everyone being home because I don't think ain't, ain't nobody really gonna be out at a club on the Tuesday. So I wonder I, if they trying to change it up a little bit. I think Sunday night's a pretty good time to have it. I mean, most people in at home on Sunday. You know, you already don't want the weekend to end. That's the one last thing you're probably looking forward to for the weekend is the verses. Yeah. I like it better on Sundays, man. Tuesday, I'll forget. Yeah. I'll fucking take a nap and go to sleep and wake <laughs> up the next day and realize the verses was last night. So, yeah, I wonder yeah, if it's kind of annoying. Yeah, it, it could have had something to do with the Madison Square Garden thing because that's a big deal to have yeah. a, a concert there. So. I wonder if they, you know, it could have been something booked that day. Uh, another, well, I don't think they're doing concerts, but mm-hmm. I wonder if it was some type of conflict with doing it on a Sunday. But I, I think they trying to strategize a little bit by doing it on a work day where they know yeah. people, people going to be at home for sure. They might be going to bed. You might be going to bed a little late, but I wonder if they trying to, you know, stay away from the Fridays and the Saturdays. Yeah, I'm sure there's a reason behind it. I'm sure they didn't just pick a random Tuesday. I'm just saying it sucks. Yeah. I don't like it. But I'm sure they have a reasoning behind that day. So whatever. Yeah. Anyway, let's get to the shits, man. Jay Prince, let the people know what they're listening to. The gems and juice. We are back at it. Back again. Uh, a lot of talk about, man, a controversial new posthumous album we're going to get into. <laughs> that's getting slandered across the timeline. We're going to give oh. y'all our take on it. I've seen some spicy takes, man. People saying mm. there's a lot of grave robbing and a lot of desecration of the dead going on in music right now. Mm-hmm. But we going to get into that. There's a whole lot of topics. We're going to review Space Jam. I saw Space Jam. We're going to talk about Space Jam. There we LeBron. go. You got there you go. I can tell you excited, man. Look like you like that movie, man. You don't look disappointed. Well, we, we will get to that shortly. We'll get to that shortly. But it, it did finally come out after a long rumored, all these rumors to talk about they should remake Space Jam. Who's gonna be in it? It was LeBron egotistical ass did it. So we're gonna talk about that a little later on. Also, y'all make sure to hit the Instagram. We did a little Instagram live with the Lovely Winter and her man from BlackLux.com. Uh, check that out. Little cool little Instagram live interview. Uh, mm-hmm. So check that out. Cool, cool little discussion. So yeah, enjoy that. Yes. But first, a wellness check as usual. Figgy Fig, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. It's been a long week. I've been working a little double duty, but I'm good, man. I, I I've been here at the station since. Uh, Shoot, super early before I started Damn. my show. So I'm here. I'm sipping on a little something, man. There you go. There I'm, you go. I'm good, man. Life is good. So, uh, mm. yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Getting a little loose with it, I see. Well, shoot, they don't call you the hardest working man in radio for nothing, man. You definitely putting in work this past yeah. week. And we all appreciate you for yeah. it, bro. How, how you doing, man? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Had a little office shindig thing, a little, you know, a little... 
people get together and want to drink and talk and shit. I had to go make my little rounds real yeah. quick. Making it, I didn't even drink, man. I said I was literally there and gone yeah. in an instant. But. We we actually had one. We had a little office uh, happy hour on Wednesday. On Wednesday, mm-hmm. well, yeah, it was yeah Wednesday. Yeah, I think it was Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday. But um, it was the first time um, we seen each other in a long time because yeah. if y'all know at the rate at the station we work at, um, people been home since COVID. <laughs> So um, this is the first time everyone was back in the office. So we were just going around chatting and all this other stuff. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. All those all those forced office parties are back, man. Yeah. All that stuff you don't really want to go to, but you know you have to because if you don't, everybody will be like, well, we missed you. Where were you, Figgy? It's, it's, you know, we really wanted to see you. We want to take a picture and all that. It's, it's funny because um, – a couple people asked. I got asked maybe about three or four times. Was I come coming to this meeting? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Everybody keep asking me. So, <laughs> so we got a little award thing at the at the, for our company called a Rock Star Award, and it's for people who uh, who's working hard. It, it's it's always a, a rock star for the for each quarter of the year. Uh, Jasmine, our girl Jasmine, won one a couple mm-hmm. years ago. I want to say. So uh, I'm thinking like, damn, maybe I'm getting a rock star award. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm not sure. I I feel like I never win one, but I, I'm like, man, people, everybody keep asking me, am I going? I, I ain't want to not show up and then I won something. So I'm like, I'll go. And of course, I did not win anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just like, damn, I kind of feel how rappers feel when they go to the fucking Grammys. They get invited yeah. to the Grammys and shit and don't fucking win anything. <laughs> Hey man, at least you get treated nice at the Grammys and you get something. Like they give away little goodies if you go to the Grammys. Plus mm-hmm. you get publicity and all that. Yeah. All we get is just talking to the same people we talk to every week. They they get drunk and start talking on more and more. You get <laughs> trapped by that one dude who who just wants to let out all his life problems on you. <laughs> and you're like, all right, man. So But you know yeah, what? You- it's kind of different around here because um I, I'm a friend. I'm probably the friendliest person at the station. I, I, I talk to people in sales. I talk to people on air. I talk to people from the other stations. I talk to everybody. But uh, for some reason, it seems like now it, it's I, I, I find myself talking to the people I'd never talked to before uh, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it, it was always somebody I see where I'm like, okay, I know who he is, but I, you know, I don't talk to him at all. But now it's like, hey, what's up, man? What's going on? And it's just like, damn, we weren't even friends before this pandemic. And now it seems like everybody more, um, I'd probably say more jolly and more yeah. talkative with each other, even though we never really talk. I'm just talking to a random guy in the traffic uh, part. Or I'm just like, damn, like we never had a conversation ever. And now we just like, hey, what's up, man? What's going on? So this COVID shit kind of uh, changed that. It did. That plus the fact that a lot of people ain't there no more, man. So it's like all y'all survivors got to stick together, man. It's kind of like Survivor or reality show. It's like The Walking Dead. Basically, yes, man. Like real world road rules challenge when the numbers get slim and everybody starts linking up and forming packs and all that. Yeah, it's crazy. That's how it it is, man. When I get that company email, it's just like, hey, I just wanted to form everybody that 
I'll be like, oh shit, they got him. Oh, yeah. Oh, damn, Miss Betty, they got Miss Betty. Oh, Mm -hmm. shit. (laughs) It'd be feeling like a death. It's just like, damn. Yep. And you start wondering what yours is going to read like. Is it going to be that cold? It's going to be that heartless. Nobody's going to care, really. Uh, My livelihood Mm -hmm. is gone now. And y'all just sent this cold email out (laughs) for all my years and years of dedication and hard work soulless heartless but whatever mega yeah. corporations they got to do that shit whatever anyway off that shit back to the hip-hop back to the vibes man uh we kick this episode off as we usually do reviewing new music and we have a like i said in the intro controversial new album pop smoke and to be fair i meant to do research on, on how much of a posthumous album this is but mm-hmm. i fucking didn't Mm. So my bad if we assume things that are not true, because I just don't have time to look now. But uh, I know that Pop Smoke released a new, well, Pop Smoke's estate, whoever you want to say. He has a new album out uh, called uh, Faith. Uh, mm. A lot of features on this one. It's got features by Pusha T, who's finally on the Pop Smoke album, remember, controversially he was left off the last one his debut album because apparently he was uh throwing some shade at drake Mm -hmm. so he finally made his uh guest appearance on the pop smoke album here two times actually he's on two songs he also got appearances by rick ross 21 savage uh takeoff quavo future sway lee chris brown dua lipa Mm -hmm. so pharrell kid cuddy Kodak Black and more. So pretty lengthy listen, 20 songs, a couple skits. Well, I think one intro. One intro, but, uh, one skit. Yeah. And the rest is just straight up. I believe it's about what? How long is this? 56 minutes 56 long. 56 minutes, yep. So about an hour, 22 tracks, I believe. A pretty lengthy, or 20 tracks, actually. Pretty lengthy listen. Uh, We're going to start with you, Figgy. You're going to have to the shit on dead people here. Oh, <laughs> but, uh, what did you think of Pop Smoke's this new Pop Smoke album called Faith? Um, well, I, I gave it the first listen, and um, I, I'm not gonna go super track by track, but I'm gonna let you the ones uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know the ones I actually listened through. So, um, good news, uh, which is the intro. I, I, I'm guessing that's his mom talking. And she pretty much kind of, it's a little intro. But More Time, I actually listened to that, and I thought that song was cool. I didn't skip it. So um, it was cool. Um, Television. um, This is probably the first time I wasn't anticipating the Kanye verse. It was just he was just on there. I was kind of anticipating more of a Pusha T verse, and um, I thought that song was cool too. I kind of I thought Pusha T started the verse off a little weird to me. I had to um, I actually had to rewind it a couple times, and um, because uh, it was a part in the verse where I'm like, what the fuck is he? I, I was kind of um, confused on what he was talking about. And he said, oh, I'll tell you what he said. Hold on. Um, wait, hold on. He said, look, Tyler got the apple of the year so far. And I was just like, oh, okay. So he, 
He wrote this verse a couple weeks ago, not that long ago. But then he said, uh, but pop about to drop. I see the platinums in the clouds. Uh, all first, listen, I thought he said Papa about to drop. So I'm thinking he talking about him. I thought he was talking about I'm I'm about I'm about to drop. I'm the Papa. So I was really confused. Like what? Like like I don't know. I, I this is I don't I, I ain't like the way Pusha T. I hold Pusha T to a high standard when, when he come to verses. I ain't really like the look. Tyler got the album of the year so far because this at this point it's dated already. Like who is going to remember this? <laughs> like I think Tyler do will probably be in the conversation for uh, album of the year, but in December who going like this? This is so dated, man. Like you can't listen to this after this year. <laughs> so I really didn't like that at all. But outside of that, I thought I, I like I kind of like uh, Pusha T rapping on these Pop Smoke songs. So I, outside of that, I thought that was cool. Um, manslaughter was cool. I didn't like Bout a Million. I ain't like that song at all. That's actually the first song I skipped. Brush Him, I thought was cool. Top Shotter, it was okay. Um, the the best song, to me, my favorite song on here is Coop, C-O-U-P. I thought that was the best song on here. And um, What's Cracking was cool. Mr. Mr. Jones was cool. Um... Well, I'm trying to check who, who Mr. Jones. Uh, Future. Future kind of sounded calm on Mr. Jones for some reason. He didn't really sound aggressive. So um, that that's not the Future verse that get me excited about his album or nothing, but it seemed like he was a little more laid back on there. Um, for, uh, so after that song, I felt like the album went on a bad losing streak, man. Uh, Whoa, Baby with, with Chris Brown was an instant skip. I did not like that song at all. I ain't like the uh, demeanor with um, was it Dua Lipa, uh, however you pronounce that name. I ain't really care for that song. Spoiled with Pharrell. I ain't really care for that song. The pop so smoke song with Kid Cudi. I ain't really care for that song. It seemed like the album just went off the tr off the tracks at that point. Um, Back door. I didn't like Back door either, and um. The, I, I think the song, uh, the Mercy uh, Bukoop, or however you yeah. pronounce it, that that song, uh, if if the album was saved at any point, that song probably saved, kind of attempted to save the album. That song, I, I like that that last song a lot. I thought it was dope. I like the way it ended. But um, some other takeaways from this album, the. Uh, the Manslaughter with Rick Ross and the Dream. I could tell that song probably wasn't finished at all. I don't know if he just had the hook on that song and that was it. And uh, Ross and Dream put their shit together on it. But you could tell um, the hook. He, he just had the hook on there. And then um, it seemed like they got a little verse, an uh, unfinished verse from another song and just pasted it on there. Because mm -hmm. Pop Smoke. This was probably the hardest beat on this song. I mean, on this album is from uh, from that track, and um, Pop Smoke didn't. He didn't really fit on that song, and uh, the the beat was so dope. I, I actually tolerated it. I didn't skip it, but it seemed like that was one of those DMX type of songs where you could tell um, he either didn't finish it or they just kind of created it. So. Um, 
that that one kind of stuck out to me. But um, outside of that, man, um, top uh, top top shot. I thought that was cool. I really didn't. I guess this might be a hot take. I ain't really care about the Pusha T verses on this song. It seemed like usually when you hear a Pusha T verse, I kind of get excited for the album or thinking like, damn, he he got to be you know dropping something soon. But these verses on the on these tracks did not get me excited at all. I was more excited about the um the track with Twenty One Savage. Honestly, when I heard him on that, I was kind of like, damn, I kind of want a Twenty One Savage album now. But outside of that, man, I. I felt like I was a little disappointed with this album. It felt like it was incomplete. Although it do have an all-star cast on this, <laughs> it just seemed like it was super incomplete. And, you know, I know I kind of said this about the last album of people probably just swooping in and jumping on the album that, you know, Pop, Pop Smoke probably never worked with or would he even work with them. This one seemed like it was just a free-for-all. Like, they... Like they threw a flyer out there, and said, "Hey, who want to hop on Pop Smoke album?" Because I, I wonder if he was still alive, would he have this type of album with these features? And the, uh, and then one more thing, I, I'm gonna pass it to you. Um, like I said, rest in peace, Pop Smoke. But do you feel like he's similar to the baby with making the same music? I was going to bring that up, actually. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's crazy that the baby gets slandered for that. How yeah. many times has Pop Smoke made Dior? Yes. <laughs> like at least yeah. 15 times at this point. And he's it's, only had two albums officially. Yeah. And and see, I, I understand if, if, you know, if that's his sound and he kind of trying to stay in that sound and that vibe. I totally get it. But it's, it's the same. It, there's To me, there's no difference than the baby doing the same what he's doing. This like I I I kind of get it because if you look at Dipset, Dipset had a sound, but they never used the same shit. I mean, uh, all the shit sound different, but they had a sound where you hear that sound, it's like, oh, that's Dipset for sure. That's a Dipset beat. All of this, all of his, most of his songs sound the same, man. It it got that, it got that weird bassline sound in each of his beats. And I, I hear nobody talking about that. It seemed like nobody bringing that up. Like, oh, he making the same. So I, m- maybe because he passed, and you know, is out of respect. But it seemed like he been making the same type of stuff. And I kind of felt like that for a minute. But you know, fortunately he passed. So you know, this is all we got now. But I don't see no difference in the baby. I feel like ba- the baby should not get slandered if, if um. If Pop Smoke wasn't getting slandered. Yeah, and part of me just feels like it's the death thing that keeps these things from getting called out. You know, uh, I think if 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 Pop Smoke was alive and dropped this album, I think there would be more slander towards him making the same. But then again, if he was alive, he wouldn't even made these songs probably to begin with. So that begins a whole chicken or the egg conundrum. But I'm, I'm kind of curious. Do you think he would still rap over these type of beats, though? Uh, because I don't uh, because a, a, a lot of this shit was apparently in the tuck. Mm-hmm. So he, he apparently did these songs. It, uh, some of them wasn't finished. And, you know, that's a whole nother thing. But 
he rapped over these same beats. <laughs> this ain't I, I I think most of these same beats they wouldn't patch on verses where they just took a vocals and put it on the same type of beat. I felt like he did them, but they just wasn't released. Yeah, I have no idea, man. Honestly, I don't know enough about Pop Smoke to know what he would have done creatively. You know, uh, I remember when we first reviewed his mixtape, uh, Meet the Woo 2, and I straight up said I wasn't a fan, man. I, I don't see what people was hyping up. I did listen to the album that he, they put out after his death, and I was like, okay, this dude really did have potential. But I don't know. Like, he he died before he turned 22. So it's hard to say how his artist growth would have been, how he would have yeah. matured. Like, it's, he, he died too young. Mm-hmm. Man, maybe he would be a rapper who was satisfied making the same song over and over. Maybe he would have grown out and expanded more. I don't know. It's, it's impossible to tell. He he, we will never find out. So yeah. it's hard for me to say, man. I just don't know enough about him to say if he would or wouldn't jump on these types of songs. He was alive. Yeah, but but um, uh, as far as uh, the album, man, um, I hate to say it. <laughs> But I, uh, this, I can't. Oh, no, no, Figgy. Don't say, say it ain't so. He's dead, Figgy. Come on, man. man Have he, a heart. Have a heart. Hey, he had the last, his last album was pretty good, man. Last album was pretty good, but to his credit, he's not here. So I, I think if he was here, it, it, this wouldn't be his album. So I, I got to get the people who put this album together, not him. But the people who actually put this album it together. It has his name on it. You're saying Pop Smoke is picked he in? He did <laughs> No, Biggie, he you're a make, hater, man. He didn't put this together. His people's out. <laughs> maybe I'll give it to Pusha T. Maybe I'll give it to, what's the dude? Uh, uh, Steven Victor or whatever his name is. This is not it, man. I would listen probably to two songs on this album. But this is not it, man. Pig Pen Mentality, Pig man. Pen Mentality. Damn, Fig, you disrespecting the dead, man. I can't believe you, dog. <laughs> and people said I'm the mean one. That's cold-blooded, man. Hate to do it, man. <laughs> That's cold-blooded. But uh, so, yeah. And when I listened to this album, first off, I did see the slander first. I listened to it the night it came out. I had a nice little midnight workout, hit the gym, and said, let me just get this Pop Smoke album through with. And uh, I heard the bad things first. People were saying they 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 done did the Pox life. They done did the Biggie duets with Pop Smoke. They they done <laughs> cut and paste a bunch of verses and put them on new nigga songs. And I was like, uh oh. So I started listening to the album, and yeah, to to what you said, I thought that was very true for the beginning of the album. I feel like I listened to five songs in a row that sounded like Dior. Mm-hmm. And this was something that I was worried his debut album was going to sound like. And it actually surprised me as how diverse sonically that album was. Yeah. But I listened to this and it's everything I feared his first album would be in the beginning. A lot of same sounding songs, a lot of Dior type songs. Um, so I was not a fan starting. And some of this, I, I, I 100% agree with what you said about the Pusha T verse. Um, like I really can't believe Pusha T even said that. <laughs> to make I, we we joke rappers for talking about the quarantine and COVID and vaccine because we know in three, four, five years that's just gonna sound super old. Mm-hmm. This will sound old by the end of next month. Yeah, like I really can't believe. I understand if you were you were on a sway freestyle. Yes, that's the only time to, you could do that. Yes, 
do do something current then don't get on an album that's really supposed to last forever think about in 20 years nobody's gonna remember when that tyler creator album came out man so for him to say that I, it, it was insane i really couldn't believe somebody who who's a veteran like Pusha T? I, if a young nigga said it, I'd yeah. be like, okay. But Pusha T, who is creative and knows how to put together a good record, I really couldn't believe he 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 mentioned Tyler the Creator having a <laughs> album of the year so far. The, the, the thing the thing about it, not to cut you off, but the thing about it is, it, it's not like this song. This was a single that dropped, and yeah. it's like, oh shit, pop about to drop. Like the album is out, <laughs> and this is on the album. So you got on here the pop is that pop is about to drop. It's just I, I don't know. It just seemed crazy, man. I wonder if the, I, I just don't get it. It was crazy in a lot of ways. It's crazy because by the time we had theoretically heard this song, it already dropped. It's crazy exactly. because he actually thought this album was better than Tyler the Creators. <laughs> maybe it wasn't done, or maybe the the pre-album sounded better than whatever we got but i don't think anybody even the hardest pop smoke fan are gonna tell you this album was better than tyler's unless they just hate tyler so yeah that was the whole thing was ridiculous a lot and the the thing that it's it's how he started off his verse so it puts me in a bad mood from the beginning he said look tyler got the album of the year (laughs) for now but pop about to drop i see the platinums in the clouds yeah, and he did, and that same it was very um, generic Jay Z ish. Uh, yeah, like this is a uh, this is something Jay Z would drop in a a little uh, dud he just throw out there. Yes, this is this is kind of the uh, yeah. This is on the verge of the Miley uh, Miley Cyrus Cyrus twerking. Yeah, and um, Pusha T did get his little Drake subliminal diss in there on that verse as well. I think he said something like. They trying to make a clown the king or some shit like that. He said something that you can the, easily interpret. The, the clown, the crown is only for the king. They trying to place it on a, cr- uh, a clown. Yeah, clearly he's <laughs> talking about Drake, and it's like, okay, maybe this was just payback for the line that got deleted or the verse that got deleted on the first Pap Smoke. But I think we talked about this before, man. I have no more interest in the Drake and and Pusha T beef. Yeah. It's over, man. That was years ago. And it was exciting. It was fun when it happened. It's over now, man. I really don't care anything else unless something crazy happens and it gets sparked again. Like, I have no interest in these subliminal disses between them anymore. They they both need to drop it. I think Drake has finally dropped it after a long time of keeping mentioning it. Yeah. I think he's finally moved on. So Pusha T got to move on too, man. I think he's more creative than that. And he can, he can just let it fall. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wasn't a fan of that song just because of that. <laughs> um, and there were some songs, like for example, the song with Busy Banks. This song was clearly Busy Banks' song <laughs> that put that uh that probably uh Pop Smoke guest featured on, and they just put it on Pop Smoke's album and called it Pop Smoke Song. But if you listen to the album, uh Busy has the first verse and he does a hook. Yeah. So I was very confused as how you could call this a Pop Smoke song when Pop Smoke is he's doing ad libs all over it, I guess. Yeah. But this is not a Pop Smoke song, man. 
And I'm really, really confused as to how they thought they could fool us and just put another nigga song on another nigga's album and say it's a, the other nigga's song. So <laughs> it's like, whatever. Um, I, I did think the album picked up towards the middle. I like Coop, as you said. I like the song with Takeoff, What's Cracking. I like the song with, with a future Mr. Jones. I thought that was cool. Um, so I'm getting into a little bit of a better mood in the middle of the album. Like, okay, here's some different sounding songs. It don't sound like Dior anymore. I'm like, I'm getting in a better mood. Then I get to the Chris Brown song and that song is awful. Then I get to this bullshit (laughs) with Dua Lipa. What the fuck is this bubblegum pop horse shit? How how dare they put this? I really couldn't believe they put this on Pop Smoke's album. Yeah, like I understand crossing over, but she should have put this on her album. Yeah, it it throws off the entire vibe of the album when you're listening, and this bullshit ass song comes on. It is a straight up pop song, man. There ain't nothing rap or hip hop about it at all. This is some shit you would hear on TRL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, it's a straight up fucking pop song, man. And I really couldn't believe this was on the album. I really couldn't believe it made the album. I guess they wanted big names, whatever. But this could have been on her album. She should have kept this shit, maybe done it as a bonus track if she was embarrassed of it. But <laughs> it should not have been on the Pop Smoke album, man. That song is awful. Yeah. That song is bad. It's probably as bad as Kendrick on Bad Blood with Taylor Swift. Like That's how much I hated it. Man. So I was disgusted by that song. And at this point, I'm just in a bad mood. The Pharrell song. Um, yeah, Pharrell is hit or miss. I think if he produced this, he's missing again because that song kind of stunk. Uh, the Kid Cudi song I was looking forward to, but I just wasn't feeling it, man. I think lyrically it was decent, but I thought the beat sucked. Mm-hmm. I-, I thought I'm used to better from Kid Cudi. I'm used to better from Pop Smoke for the most part. I thought when they finally had their long-awaited link up, I thought it would have been a, a lot better than that, and it wasn't. It was very, I don't know. It, it wasn't terrible, but I thought the beat sucked. And I did like the final track, uh, Merci Beaucoup. <laughs> so uh, the back door kind of sucked. Quavo and Kodak. Quavo was okay. Kodak Black kind of had a trash verse, but whatever. <laughs> so the, this album... It, it, it was just, I thought there were some bigger highs than I thought it would have, and I did enjoy some of it, but it, it, what I'm confused of is who is behind making this new Pop Smoke music? Because on one hand, I can't really fault his family if they're trying to you know stay fed and feed the fan base and you know he died very young maybe they just want to keep you know his spirit alive and make more money maybe he would be cool with this i don't know but if it's just the label pimping out his death and trying to do it while people still remember his name i i think it's unforgivable man and this needs to stop um yeah just copy pasting verses from songs that were never released probably for a reason putting whoever hot rapper on who didn't even know pop smoke probably it's not a good look man from the fan base hopefully his family's getting fed from it i hope they're doing okay maybe they endorse it i know Afini shakur endorsed a lot of the bullshit tupac was putting out after his death but 
it's hard to fault the family, man, because you know they're eating off this shit. So yeah. Uh, as far as the album, I'm gonna have to agree with you, man. It's 100 percent mm. pig pen status. Mm, you ain't shit, man. Look, now, I, look, pigs. man. People expect this from me. You're the nice one, Figgy. Okay, you you got to say everything is qualified. Now I'm playing, but <laughs> I'm over here being Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh so so yes we're in agreement man this album we we could have went without rest yeah. in peace pop smoke man it sucks that he died so young we definitely would have enjoyed to see his career develop and flourish and go further but we never yeah. got that chance yeah. and yeah I, i'm i'm okay if i never hear another Frankenstein pop smoke album, man. Honestly, yeah, I think he left it was enough. It's crazy because I felt like this album just went off the rails. Uh, and I think it would have been fine if it stopped after uh, maybe Mr. Jones. Now, I know that we, we was talking about he, how he kind of made the same shit, but I, I'd rather take that than that bullshit that happened after uh, with Chris, the, the, the Chris Brown song. The Dua Lipa song, the the one with Pharrell, it, it's just, it was a bad losing streak from that point on, man. Like, everything was a skip. That It, it was crazy, man. I, I couldn't believe it. After that, um, after that Chris Brown song, I'm just like, nah. I think they t- they took, uh, they, t- they sampled the song, too. I didn't even want to get into that because the song was so bad. They sampled the I'm so uh I'm so sick of love songs. So Oh yeah, yeah. They yeah. sampled that bad enough. I ain't I ain't even gotta get into all that. But um yeah, after the uh Dua Lipa song, it just it just put me in a bad mood where, you know, I'm I'm probably one of the biggest Pharrell fans. I ain't wanna hear that shit. That shit didn't sound good. The uh the joint with Kid Cudi, I that shit ain't sound good. Obviously, the uh, Quavo and Kodak Black, that shit ain't sound good. It just put me in a bad mood where I almost didn't even listen to the last song. I was thinking like, ah, uh, that, you know, it's probably the same shit. But it was actually a good song. Well, probably one of the best songs on here. So um, I'm glad I did hear it. But it was a bad losing streak on this album towards the uh, towards the end. Yeah, it really was, man. It's unfortunate because, um, you know, I think his fan base deserves better. I think people who are really enjoy his music deserve better. But, hey, man, it's, yeah, just it, go it, back. it is what it yeah. is, a cold game. Yeah, I, I'm not sure uh, if the record label just getting this money. I'm, I'm not sure if the family getting part of it or what. But if the family getting some of it and it's, and it's helping them, I guess support the album, buy it. But um, yeah, if you want to enjoy his music, just listen to the last the, the last album he released. That that will put you in a better mood. That's that's an album that kind of left he left off in a good space, I guess. No, I agree, man. I agree. I think those are mainly songs that were already finished, and yeah. so yeah, just, it just, was just look at this album as Jordan and the with the Wizards. Basically, or, yes. Or or, uh, or in wrestling terms, this is King Booker. This ain't Booker T. <laughs> no, nah, King Booker was cool, man. I think, uh, Book, okay, who who is, oh, man. I'm trying was, to think of. That was towards the end. King Booker was cool, man. I don't care what uh, nobody says. This nigga Juan <laughs> King of the ring and then started acting like a real king and went came down the throne and shit. I think he, nah, man, I, think I don't he, think he was I, washed. I man. think he even met, he ain't really care for King Booker. 
I think he actually admitted that he was just kind of like, ah, you know. It, it was a stupid it game. Be- it, it went better than Booker T. Yeah, Booker, let's be real about Booker T's career, man. And I fuck with Booker T. He didn't write his character, so I'm not blaming him. But he was always like in WWF slash E. He was always like a goofy ass character, man. I think he was more he, serious in WCW. He was better in WCW. That's where yeah. that's where the five time five time came from. Yeah. But in WWF, he was always a goofy ass dude, man. At least portrayed like that. He had the partnership with Gold Dust, which was funny. I mean, they made it work. But he was always meant to be this goofy ass character. So King Booker was actually no. Nah, I can't let you slander King uh, Booker. King Booker was okay. That this, wasn't him. This being was a washed. King Booker album, man. <laughs> and this is more like you want to talk about washed when The Rock came back after like 15 years <laughs> and he couldn't wrestle no more or talk shit no more. He was at Dwayne Johnson came back. The rock never came back. <laughs> so it was like Dwayne Johnson returning to the WWE, man. That's, or, that's what it felt like. Or uh, how about, Go, uh, not, uh, yeah, Goldberg. Is, is this more Goldberg? Yeah, Goldberg, yes. Go- yes, Goldberg did you, did you coming watch back his, now. Did you watch his last match? Uh, The one against the fat guy? I saw the end of that, think- which was... I think I think it was the fat guy. Yeah, but the it fiend. Was, I remember he wrestled okay. him, and that was over in like two seconds, and he couldn't even lift the dude because he was too tired. Yeah, yeah. he actually. He. I think he knew it was over. He was a little emotional. He kind of yeah stood up at the end. And, yeah, that was bad, man. And a lot of people, and a lot of people was already sick of Goldberg. Yeah, but that that was bad. I think that was kind of this album. <laughs> Yeah, basically, yes. This album is Goldberg's return after 15 years, and he can't wrestle no more because he's too old. But uh, it is what it is. R.I.P. Pop Smoke, regardless, man. Sad to see them do you like this, but it is what it is. Wait, real quick, I don't, I don't want to get off on the tangent, but I am. The, the the one thing I miss about wrestling is the um, <laughs> the uh, the shit talking whenever they get down to the ring and they cut the music, cut the damn oh, yeah. music. That's some of the funniest shit. That, like I'm, you know, it was about to go down whenever. Cut the damn music, or uh, or whenever they talking shit in the ring. Get your ass down to the ring, right now. Get your ass to the ring. Like I miss that type of shit. I don't know if they do that now, but uh, I I miss that type of shit. The Triple H, get your ass down to the ring. Yeah. The uh, uh, road or cut the damn music. <laughs> I I kind of miss that shit. And it's always funny because whenever somebody makes a surprise appearance, somehow their music and videos already ready to go. Yeah. Like how do you, a, a nigga who wasn't even supposed to be in the building comes in and the, <laughs> the music and video plays. You guys have spent a lot of disbelief when you're watching wrestling, man, but it is funny. It is fun when they get all hamped up like that, but yeah. I don't know if they do that anymore, man. <laughs> But that is funny. I miss old wrestling too, man. I'd be watching clips sometimes and be like, damn, this shit was crazy. (laughs) All right, so let's get into some topics, man. A lot happened this week. Uh, Things worthy of discussion on the podcast. (laughs) And uh, fuck it, we'll start with this, man, because I did see a lot of debate on uh, uh, rapper etiquette and how you should treat fans and how black people should treat each other. After this viral clip, um, we ain't going to play. It's kind of long, I think. But basically, you probably already seen it. It's the baby encounters these two kids who are on the sidewalk selling candy. 
and they basically try to upcharge him. I think they tried to sell like 200 a box or some shit like that or 400 or some shit like that. And he was trying to kind of pressing them to be like, OK, you really charge him 200 for this box, really? Or is it just because <laughs> of who I am? And you could tell they were trying to make excuses. And then he kind of breaks out some math and it's like, OK, there's no way this costs that much. You know, and then he goes on to say, well, look, I was going to bless y'all. But now I'm just going to buy one candy bar for two dollars from each of y'all. So he gives him the two dollars each. And he's like, see, if y'all would have been honest, I would have blessed you. I was going to bless y'all anyway. But y'all tried to come up. So basically, lesson learned, I guess. And the kids look all dejected. You could tell they're a little hurt. But, um, yeah, that has sparked a lot of debate on the timeline about how uh, people should treat people, especially fellow black people, um, how people, how the baby, maybe he should have just given the kids the money anyway. And some people are saying, nah, they had to learn. They tried to scam somebody and he taught them a lesson that you could still come up by being honest about what you're selling. <laughs> so I, I've seen a lot of commentary on both sides. Some people picking the baby side, some people saying he did wrong. Figgy, what are your thoughts, man? How do you think the baby handled this situation with these two kids? I think it was unnecessary, man. I think it was unnecessary. I'm tired of these uh, celebrities recording themselves or having somebody record a situation like that. I I, I just think if, if you're going to give somebody something, give it to them. Why are you putting them through all these hoops? This ain't look, this is their job. They're trying to make as much money as they can doing the, selling these candy bars or whatever it is. Why are you, you know, why are you putting them through all this test and talk about honesty, honesty and all this other bullshit? Nah, like like it's good to be honest. It's good to be an honest person, a, a good person. But we know in this world, it's it's a lot of people in corporate that's not honest <laughs> people. They uh, fuck over you. Shit, it's pro I, I, is Lil Baby doing that to his record label? Is he doing that to people, to whatever label he signed with? Like, I'm, sh I'm, 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 I'm sure all of those people not honest and, you know, taking a certain percentage and all this other shit. It's just, it's, it's stupid, man. I don't know. I, I, look, I... I think if if you're going to give somebody something, if you trying to help the homeless or um, give food or stuff like that, just do it, man. Don't break out your camera. is 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 it's super lame to me. You ain't got to broadcast everything, man. You just look goofy. Meek Mill did it too, where you know he you know somebody rode up on the road, uh, somebody rode up on him in the Maybach, whatever it was, and he was kind of being stupid. Like, what's the point of doing this shit, man? Just give the money or don't. You won't look like a bad person if you don't, if you say, no, nah, not today. You, I promise. I, I know you're going to get some people saying, oh, they got all that money, but they ain't do Look, some, some people just won't do it. But to me, at that point, if I was no kids, I'd probably been like, fuck it, man. Like, this shit ain't worth it. You, I'm, I'm being recorded. You sitting there embarrassing me pretty much i'm trying to you know i'm trying to make i guess he, they, they trying to make ends meet but that to me that that's not worth anything in the world to sit there and be embarrassed by some celebrity like who do you think you are you, you you're clearly sitting there pretty much showing them that you're better than them like i, I I'm, I'm sick of celebrities doing that type of shit man 
if you if if you gonna give them some money, just get it and and go. Like you ain't gotta sit there and try to talk to them about honesty and all this other bullshit. Give the money, get the two dollars. If you want to get two, get the two dollars and go. If you want to buy the whole box or do what Soldier Boy did, just give them a bankroll and keep it moved. Do that, but don't sit there and try to record and question them and have a uh, pointless conversation. It's super goofy, man. I wish people stopped doing this. It's it's embarrassing, man. You you know how I feel as a homeless person sitting there, you asking for something, and and your this person got their phone out. And pretty much doing this shit because they know they got more than you. That's that's stupid, man. I wish people, I wish people start thinking and and realize how dumb that looked. It, it don't make you look cool. It wasn't funny. Yeah, man, I have to agree. Uh, at first, I was honestly agreed with little baby on his reasoning, but then I, I disagree because I realized who the baby is. You know, and, and when I realized that, I'm like, OK, it would be different if this guy was like a politician or a teacher or somebody, a regular dude who was like, OK, kids, y'all y'all can't be going out here scamming people, you know, yeah. charge it what it's really worth. And, and and you'll get that. But don't come here and try to charge me 400 bucks for a box of candy. It's not going to work, man, or 200, whatever they're trying to charge. Like there was a lesson to be learned. But it can't be learned from a rapper like the baby, mm. somebody who raps about scamming, somebody who raps about dealing, somebody who raps about killing, somebody who raps about get money at all costs. Like this Hustling. is what you created, nigga. Yeah. Like, so I, I don't want I don't want to hear anybody who glamorizes the hustle, the street hustle, lecture kids on scamming people when <laughs> y'all partly to blame for this type of shit, man. Like, like finesse. Uh, how, exactly y'all y'all talk about the finesse y'all talk about all this dirty shit you do in your records and you surprised that some kid gonna try to upcharge you for some damn candy bars like it's all about the finesse and the hustle <laughs> according to rappers man so i don't want to hear this shit from the baby i feel like he should have been like you know what that's kind of fucked up but i respect the hustle here's the money regardless but for him to take out the camera like you said to embarrass these kids I didn't like it, man. I don't like how this only seems to happen to black kids, too. You know, mm -hmm. I, I don't I really never see rappers take out the camera and embarrass white people. Mm -hmm. You know, it always seems to be black people that they're doing it to, man. I think that's shitty, you know, to, to shit on your own kind like that, man. I just don't like it. I think it paints a bad picture. I think it's just whack. I mean, it, it, it's uh, this clout chasing has to end at some point. You know, I already don't like when somebody records themselves giving money to people because yeah. it kind of makes it seem like you're just doing it for the photo op. But at least that's something, yeah. you know, at least there's some good coming out of that. I don't think there's any good coming out of this except yeah. you exposing yourself to being an asshole. So mm -hmm. I didn't like it, man. I was not a fan. And the baby is already sliding down popularity with his bullshit ass single he put out <laughs> and people not feeling his music no more. And now he's all, he's already beefing with Meg the stallion. And now he's uh, doing little goofy ass Instagram skits. Yeah. For clout. I, 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 I think if, if these rappers want to do something good like that and they want to create attention, call up a news station, have your people call up a news station and um and had them do a real story on you actually giving back to something because 
Well, we we asked. I can't remember if we. Well, I don't think we even talked about it. But Young Thug actually, um, he actually paid a lot of. He he did that. He actually paid a lot of people bonds out of jail, who was sitting in jail, and it was actually on the news. This wasn't no Instagram live or nothing like that. He actually went down to the uh, to the jail and he. I, I don't even know how much he spent on it, but he he paid everybody a lot of people bonds down there. Just off the good looking. I thought that was real nigga shit. And it was actually a news story. So if it, I'm like, I don't mind if it's something like that. I don't mind if the news catch up to you and you giving out turkeys or hot meals and stuff like that. I, I don't mind that. But to me, to break out your camera and, and embarrassing kids or people like this that have way less than you, that's to me, that's clown shit, man. Like you got to do better. You can, you can make a difference without doing that shit. And if you don't want to do it, just don't do it, man. I'd rather you not even do it than to break your camera out and embarrassing them to, to just give them two dollars. That's that's stupid, man. I agree, man. I agree. I don't. I don't think it was worth um, those kids' shame and embarrassing them. It was just corny all around, man. I just didn't like it. I don't think either of us did. So the baby got to try to do better, man. I don't think he's even trying. So whatever. I'm already down on him and whatever. If he thinks this kind of shit brings him clout, good for him. But I think it's corny. I'm glad it got blasted a good amount on social media because that shit was whack. Um, Now to get to something we opened the show with, uh, the new verses that was announced this past week. Is going to be the locks versus dip set. Um, Holly, this is a good matchup, man. I was surprised. I thought we were tapped out of good matchups after Soldier Boy and Bow Wow. <laughs> I thought it was just gonna be just some bullshit after that. But nah, they're coming with fire, man. Dip set versus the locks. Uh all these East Coast heads getting a the New York Yankees fitted. Timberlands. Uh, uh, Timberlands all breaking <laughs> breaking out, going stand in the cold by a trash can on dead fire, ass. getting a cipher. They <laughs> dead ass a lot, start battle rapping. <laughs> yeah, man. So it's very, very New York up in here. We are talking about it. It's gonna be August 3rd. Uh Figgy, I know you're a big fan of both of these groups. Yeah. Uh who do you think is gonna do better on the verses, man? Um, me personally, I think this is a versus where, you know, the streets is it, all about the street music. We don't want to hear no love songs or uh, super poppy songs, which these two don't really make. But it's all about the streets, and I think Dipset they they had the streets for for a minute. I, I felt like the Locks run was a little shorter than it should have been. So um, I do think they got a lot, uh, uh, quite a few DMX songs. So I think that will probably sway the crowd over a little more because it's DMX on there. And I, I want to say they got a couple Jay-Z joints, too. But um, I think Dipset got a lot of street music, man. They got a lot of classics. Um, just their their swag, their trending, uh, the the way they trend with all the, you know, just look at their style, man. Look at their old videos, man. That was that was straight up Dipset. I think, I think it's going to be good to see them all together. Although I... Like I said, I am a hardcore uh, Dipset fan. I I kind of want to see the whole crew, man. I know I know we got Jim Jones, 
Joel Santana and Cameron and, you know, Freaky Zeke whenever he want to be up there. But I, I want to see the Hell Rails. I want to see the JR Riders. I want to see the 40 Cows. I want... I want to see the <laughs> I want to see the whole group, man. I know I know Matt's be in jail and he probably wouldn't even be up there, but I kind of want to see the whole crew, man. I I think they all was making good music. It it, it kind of sucked just seeing um just the three, but I know the three is the main crew, so uh, I, I'm still excited about it. But I think me personally, I think Dipset will probably take this. Yeah, man, it's a lot easier for the locks to have everybody up there when you got only three niggas in your group, basically. <laughs> so, yeah, I hope we get all the dip set, but I don't know. I'm not too confident, man. You nah, know how they are. It's going to be the three. I think it's going to yeah. be the three plus Freaky Zeke. Probably. I, th I think he'll be there. Although I do, um, I, I'm, I'm kind of interested. Uh, I, I was kind of interested because I felt like the appropriate verses would have been dip set versus G unit. I felt like that should have been the matchup, but I feel like 50 Cent is not really on board with these verses. And I, Lloyd Banks, I feel like he's not even leaving the house. He he don't, he don't fuck with that shit at all. He, I'm surprised he put out an album a couple weeks ago, but it seemed like he don't really fuck with that type of shit unless the bag is, you know, you can't turn that down. And then um, uh, Young Buck, I don't know of him and 50 Cent on good terms at all. <laughs> so um, I, if if it was going to be G-Unit, I, I felt like it had to be all of them as well. Yeah, there's no way you're going to get everybody in the same room there. 50 Cent got beef with, I think, every member of, of G-Unit at this point, man. You can't bring the game <laughs> back. You can't bring Young Buck back. Lloyd Banks, I think, fell out with him, too. I, I think they all got beef now, man. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening. If 50 Cent would have to go solo against somebody, and he could, yeah. but it can't be G-Unit, man, because they ain't going to get in the same room together. They got yeah. too much beef now. Yeah, I think the one uh, person people really want to see is, um, uh, which is this ain't going to happen at all, but Ja Rule and 50 Cent. That won't, yeah. happen. that won't happen because of street reasons. But I mean, if, if Gucci and Jeezy could happen, anything can happen, man. Uh, I, if Gucci and Jeezy could happen... I, then this could happen too. Ja Rule and Fifty Cent. I think Ja Rule and Fifty Cent is worse than uh, Gucci and Jeezy, to be honest. Because uh, I, I know I know Gucci killed one of his dudes, but I felt like it wasn't really. I, I don't know if it's because Jeezy be out the way, but it seemed like it's, it, the tension wasn't as uh, as strong as the Ja Rule and Fifty Cent thing. But you have to remember that happened longer ago. That was to what, 2003, 2004? Like the Jeezy Gucci thing and their disses, like they, 50 and Ja stopped dissing each other a long time ago, at least musically. Yeah, musically. Where Jeezy, Jeezy was still sending shots at, or Gucci was still sending shots at Jeezy fairly recently, man. So I think that beef feels a lot, whole lot more fresh. So I don't know. I'm just saying it's not impossible. Yeah. I wouldn't be it's surprised a, if it did happen, but, but I, I wouldn't but expect to, it to. To be honest, I think it. Uh, I think with the Ja Rule 50 Cent, I think it's even more than just them two personally. It's oh, probably yeah. it's, it's more behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. So that's one. That's the other reason why I feel like it still won't happen, even if those two somewhat agreed to do it. I still, I, I, I would still feel like that's a bad idea. I, I, I feel like it, it would be people in their camps that's. That's, you know, where their real beef is, where that 
that definitely won't happen. I don't see that happening. I, I I do think Ja Rule would like to do that because these verses, let's keep it real, these verses been putting people on that we kind of forgot about. Mm-hmm. The, the numbers been going through the roof after each of these verses as far as their streams. So um, Ja Rule, I feel like Ja Rule has nothing to lose. So I, I can see him wanting to do this because it, it could help him out a lot. But I, I feel like 50 Cent don't even want to, don't even want to do that. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like I said, I'm just I wouldn't be surprised if it happened because after Jeezy and Gucci, I think anything can happen. <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't either. You know, mm-hmm. so it could go either way, man. You never know if the bag is big enough. The bag will settle a lot of beef. I've learned that, especially in hip hop. Yeah. The bag will settle a whole lot of beef. Did, <laughs> so if the bag is big enough, they will come together. But how, how you feel about uh, Lil' Kim pretty much saying she want Nikki? That's the only person she won in the verses. Do you think I mean, do you think that's possible? That you think that will happen? I don't I mean I think if, if we haven't heard from Nikki a whole lot, I don't think she's really the clout chaser she used to be. I think she's kind of calmed down a little bit. I think it's possible. Mm-hmm. I think it's possible that Nikki could do. I think Lil' Kim is somebody Nikki respects. I know they had their beef, but I think at the end of the day, I think Nikki really does respect Lil Kim, and I think Lil Kim does respect Nikki. So 100%. I think that's the only really female rapper that's big that Nikki can have any real verses with. She can't do one with Cardi. That's never gonna happen. Nah. But uh, I think that's the only one that Nikki would be like, okay, we can. If, if the bag was right, she would be willing to make that happen, and it would be almost unbearable because the bars would take that shit over. <laughs> and yeah. Lil Kim would have a real hard time, but I think yeah. I think it's possible, man. I think it is possible at this point. Who you think will win that? Oh man, um, I was li- I was listening to somebody talk about this, and they said it's no question at, at all that Lil Kim would take this. I I, I disagree, man. Look, I Nikki, do too. I do Nikki too. has songs. Nikki has songs. The the problem is, I feel like Nikki is going to play a lot of her pop songs. And that's that's going to be I, good for her crowd, but that's not going to be good for the purposes of a hip hop battle. I, I kind of disagree with that. I don't think she will pay. Uh, I don't think she'll play a lot of pop music. I do think this, this is the one thing people sleep on Nikki with. She got a lot of, lot of features. I think that was a strong part of her uh, career is her guest features. She got a lot of guest features on some songs and she killed every feature she's on. So she, uh, you know, outside of her, uh, the shit that's on her actual album and mixtapes, she's playing monster. <laughs> she's playing, uh, some, she's going to play some verse from a, a Yo Gotti song. She going to play, she going to play all of that shit. Any, every guest feature she kills, she going to play that. So I think that's where Nikki will kind of sneak and have a chance to win. I, I know I know Lil' Kim got a lot of legendary uh, guest features too, but I'm I'm, I'm just kind of curious uh, uh, how much that stuff will will uh, go against Nikki. How, how much how much uh, uh, her shit can last against a lot of hot Nikki songs that she did. And but you have to remember who Nikki is. Nikki is somebody who thinks the more you sell means the better you are. So she's going to pick her number one charting hits 
and, and yeah, she'll sneak in a sneak in a few deep album cuts of her rapping her ass off. But I definitely think she's gonna want to prove she's better than Lil Kim. And to do that in her mind, it means, hey, this song went number one. Hey, this fucking spaceships or whatever. Hey, this song went number one. The boom, 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 boom bass song. <laughs> that, that goofy popcorn bullshit. She's going to play that because she thinks that that makes her a better rapper because she sold a lot. So and that's her issue and downfall, man. Like she bases so much of her success on how much I sold. She sold him. And, and, and that's what brings down the verses, man. I hate when rappers start going there and say, hey, I sold this much. Hey, Gucci Mane talking about how much his coke costs. Nigga, nobody <laughs> cares about that shit, dog. We care about the music, man. That just yeah. frustrates me. Yeah. But, uh, but, but yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, back back to the locks and the uh, uh, dip set verses. I think it's going to be closer than what people think because I think if they simply stuck to dipset songs and not the solo stuff then dipset would easily blow away the locks but you know they gonna get into the 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 solo albums man and when they do it's gonna be a lot closer because jd kids got a whole catalog of classics uh styles p definitely got a whole catalog of classics and so does cameron and jewel santana too so it's gonna be rough man i think people are who are Dipset fans just think Dipset going to kill it. My number one worry is that Dipset ain't going to really perform like they should perform. Mm. Uh, they they come across as the niggas who's too cool to get mm. hype over some music. You see it. I mean, that's what we liked about them back in the day. You saw that classic freestyle of Cameron in the booth, counting count money. money while he's <laughs> rapping. And we thought that was cool. But imagine if you paid to see a show like that. And nigga just standing there counting money. Like, nigga, can you get hyped? <laughs> so my my worry is that I know Jada Kiss puts on a good show. I know Styles P like they're entertainers, man. They they yeah. grew up in the D- Diddy uh fucking shiny suit era. Yeah. So you know they're gonna put on a good show. Mm-hmm. And I'm worried about Dipset, man. I think they're gonna be the two cool for school rappers. The ones really? probably don't even rem- I I one hundred percent think mm. so, man. I don't think they're gonna really put on the performance. I wonder if Cameron even remembers the words to a lot of his songs at this point. <laughs> I don't know, man. But I, I'm a little worried about the Dipset performance part because I know the lock's gonna put on a good show. Mm, that's interesting. I I feel like they will put uh will put on I I feel like they're not at the age where um they will be way too cool for school. I do think I I definitely think Jim Jones gonna kill it for sure. Uh, that nigga be working out all the time. He like a gym rat. So I feel like this dude is in shape. I feel like he gonna definitely put on a good show. The one person I'm worried about is Joel Santana. Yeah, I he's gonna sound bad. I can't remember the last time he uh, actually performed anywhere, and he uh, or what? What was his last album or last release? That's the one person I'm probably worried about. I wonder if his damn tooth gonna fall out. But um. That's the one person I'm worried about. I feel like they will put on a. Uh, I feel like they will put on a good show. I don't think. I don't think they're gonna be lazy. They can't be lazy. If if they if they are, I will be shocked. But I, I don't think you're gonna get the rap city. You know, just standing around too cool. I think they gonna. I think they gonna get out there. and They gonna try to win it. I know it's not a uh, official winner, but I feel like they gonna try to shine for sure. And um, 
It's going to be dope. I, 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 I'm kind of curious. I know they're going to pull out some solo shit. They can't leave out, you know, uh, um, Welcome to New York City. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. You know, they're going to play that shit. Yeah, he got to play some stuff from Come Home With Me mm-hmm. because that's pretty much a damn dip set album. <laughs> but it was, you know, the other two wasn't signed. So uh, I know I know they're going to play some um, solo shit, but I just hope they – I really hope they play some street shit, like mixtape shit. I don't want them to just do strictly the albums. albums. I hope they just go right to the mixtape shit, the gutter shit. Uh, that that's my only worry about Dipset that they gonna stick with the come home with me, uh, camera. I'm probably gonna play something for his fir- from his, probably uh, 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 sports drug entertainment album, which I, I ain't gonna lie, it's probably a hot take, but I really didn't care for that album like that. I ain't really like that camera. I like the I like the come home with me camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's when I got uh, start fucking with camera. Uh, I feel like he gonna play some shit off of there. I feel like he, um, yeah. I feel like they probably gonna just stick with the album shit. I just want, I want them to get to the, uh, get to the street mixtape, the Diplom- diplomats volume four and all that shit. But um, we'll see, man. It's kind of, uh, I, I can't wait, man. Me too, man. My worry about the mixtape, though, is like I said, I think they forgot the words to a lot of them <laughs> songs, man. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but we'll see. We'll see. I hope Dipset puts on a good show, man. I hope it's a good versus, but I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised if they were slacking a little bit, but do, we'll see. Do you think any guests will come out? Because that's been kind of a popular thing with these verses where yeah, uh, somebody come out. Do you, do you anticipate and see in the... Uh, 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 I don't know if a little. I wonder if a little Wayne would come out to, to touch the knot or something like that. Yeah, I, I want. Do you anticipate any guests? I don't think Lil Wayne's gonna be there. I think uh, Lil Kim should definitely show up for Money, Money Power Respect 100%. because there's a DMX tribute as well. Mm-hmm. I think she should definitely show up for that. Um, other than that, I don't expect Diddy to be there because Ciroc. Or in what's the other thing he owns? Revolt is not yeah. involved, but, so but he reme- ain't gonna show but re- up. But remember, man, this is at Madison Square Garden. No, that's so. True. I wonder if this is because I, I, I mean, it's safe to say that this is probably the biggest event so far. I don't know how it's gonna turn out, but versus at Madison Square Garden, that's probably bigger than anything they did so far. So I'm wondering if the stars are gonna um, come out for this. If the, it, because this is huge, I I have a hard time believing it's just gonna be Dipset and and Locks. Yeah, I think there's definitely gonna be some guests. I just don't expect the big, big, big ones to come out. Mm. But they're definitely gonna Jay's like Jay Z ain't gonna come out uh, to do Welcome to New York City. We know that not. much. Even and though Cameron know. did for him, I think he should. Yeah. I think he should uh, pay Cameron back for that shit. But that's another story. <laughs> That's true, but you know how Jay operates. Yeah, man. he ain't doing that. Like he ain't gonna do nothing unless it's making him money. So yeah, <laughs> there's no way he, he ain't gonna, doing that. I will yeah. be, I will be fucking shocked. <laughs> we might do an emergency podcast Damn, or Instagram yeah. live or something if that happened, man. Yeah. Jay Z alert, new Jay Z alert. Now, now remember, uh, you seen the drink, uh, drink champs um, podcast with uh, Nori and Cameron. He mm-hmm. did say Jay, him and Jay Z were cool. They was on the conference call. It was on the Zoom call not that long ago. Yeah. So I wonder what that Zoom call was about. Was it about a possible versus? 
<laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what, I don't what, know. What could he possibly be on a Zoom call, a business Zoom call with Jay Z and other people about? <laughs> it, it could be anything, man. It could be investments. It could be yeah. maybe fucking camera. I want to buy an Andy Warhol picture from him or something. I don't fucking know, man. It could literally be anything. Yeah. I don't know if it's about collaborating but, for but, music, but at least they, you know, in the speaking terms, because remember it was it was rough. <laughs> yeah. And we talked about this before. Jay Z's a very forgiving person, man. That's one thing I really respect about him. No matter how crazy people have talked about Jay Z in the past, he's always willing to bury the hatchet and work with these people again, man. Like yeah, uh, Jim people Jones talk was, mad shit. Jim Jones was mad disrespectful. <laughs> Jim <laughs> Jones, Cameron, he ended up uh, signing with Rock Nation. <laughs> yes, uh, Nas, uh, fucking his other the nigga who he came up with, Jazzo was very really disrespectful, shitting on him. They worked together again, and they were cool. Dame Dash, mm-hmm. like he he is buried the hatchet with people who hated him. Yeah, so Jay Z will always be willing to extend an olive branch and help and uh, work with people, even if they were super disrespectful. So I, I respect that about him, man. I think that more black entrepreneurs or rich folk need to be like that man bury the bullshit when it comes to money man we yeah, all need to work 50 together. years old man they, exactly they got time to be walking around beefing and still holding a grudge let's all, exactly. get, let's all get this money exactly well said um and you did have a rant on this speaking of verses you had a uh, rant you wanted to get off. You want to get some shit off your yeah, chest, Vicky. Yeah, real quick before I get to that, I want to go to the other possible verses. Scarface pretty much said he wanted to do a versus with Ice Cube. And the twist, uh, he he threw a little twist in there. I don't think they're going to do this because they could go left field or unless mm-hmm. they organize it the right way. But Scarface pretty much said uh, he wanted to do a versus with Ice Cube and said he wanted to pick all his favorite Ice Cube songs and he want Ice Cube to pick all his favorite Scarface songs, if that makes sense. That would actually be pretty cool. Yeah, like I would actually want to see that. I, I, I think I think they will organize it right though, mm-hmm. but um, because because uh, obviously um, you you don't want to do that and make the other guy lose or nothing. But um, I thought I think that's pretty cool, man. <laughs> I think that'd be a a, a good show. No, I'd definitely be down for that, man. That's an interesting twist. Um, and I think Scarface, I, I don't know. Like, I think he's very, I don't know how he feels about his own catalog, but I, I think it would be difficult for him to say these are the best 20 songs I ever made, you yeah. know? But I think people look at him and like, man, they can pick easily the best songs that Scarface ever made. But I think he might have trouble doing that himself. So, yeah, I think that would be dope, man, because I know he's a big Cube fan. I'm sure Cube a big Scarface fan. I'll be down for that. I want to watch that. Yeah, but who, I don't know. Who you think would take it? Are we, if we're talking about public perception, ultimately, Ice Cube was the bigger rapper. He's going to have the more familiar hits. When he goes to the NWA bag, you know, nothing Scarface plays will have that kind of impact on a general audience. He's, he's more underground. Yeah. Like a um, commercial underground, I guess. Exactly. Like Scarface is a it, when somebody says Scarface is, is one of their favorite rappers, you know, that's a real hip hop head. Yeah, that ain't some nigga who just listens to the radio or, or a mainstream artist. When somebody says, nah, Scarface is my is my in my top five. That's mm-hmm. how, you know, you're talking to a real hip hop head, man, because his songs weren't getting played on the radio like that. You had to seek it out. 
And and yeah, it's me personally. I feel like there's no way Ice Cube can touch Scarface, but that's just how I feel. Yeah. Um, Ice Cube made a lot of bullshit later in his career. <laughs> People forget about that man. He was trying to be a, a little jiggy P Diddy, damn near wannabe too. At one point, <laughs> making club anthems. You can do it. Put your back into it. We can. We be clubbing. <laughs> we be clubbing. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he he was making some bullshit, man. So, but but Ice Cube, I mean, if you if you stick to death certificate era uh, and all that shit, yeah, they could go neck toe for toe, neck for neck, whatever you want to say it. But mm. when you get to later years, I think Scarface stuff holds up a whole lot better than Ice Cube's later work. So mm. it, it's kind of tight, but I would definitely take Scarface. Okay, speaking of Scarface. I wasn't going to get to this. I I feel like we talked about it way, or I, at least I talked about it way <laughs> too much on the show or in the loop. But uh, I'm going to get to the Drake thing in a minute in my rant. But I got to play this clip for you, man. Something crazy happened on in the loop. And me and Landry kind of had a back and, uh, uh, a, a big disagreement. And I want to get your thoughts on it. You're All on right. the think tank. Go. I think Landry is the best rapper Houston has heard since Scarface. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just wait for I, it, man. I, I, would say, I would say I'm right behind Chameleonaire. I'll say Chameleonaire. Actually, actually, I think Chameleonaire is better than Scarface. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to be a jerk. I, look. So what you're saying is Chameleonaire. I think Chameleonaire is the best rapper in Houston history. I think he's the most then talented Landry guy. Locker. That ain't no Larry David. Then Scarface. That is. No. You tripping, man. Then Mike Jones. Chameleonaire can switch styles. He ain't styles. better than no Scarface, man. Chameleonaire can switch styles. He can slow it down. He can speed it up. He can do his hooks. No. All that. Chameleonaire, the career was shorter because he wanted to go make money elsewhere. Chameleonaire is the best rapper in the history of Scarface Houston. is He's arguably the talent. top 10 all time. <laughs> That's man. fine. Chameleonaire would have been top 10. That's he fine. just decided that he had other things to do. That's what he did. He decided he had other things to do. Chameleonaire, for him. when it comes to talent, he when it comes to what he Scarface, can do, man. Chameleonaire is better than Scarface. Figgy's getting hot. And I like Scarface. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut your mic off. You're on the thing. <laughs> All right, so I, I want to I'm a, I'm a give you a question. I want you to answer this. I, I want to get your thoughts on this clip I just played. Mm-hmm. But um, after you give your thoughts, I want to know, do you think – Chameleonaire, if he never, I guess, unofficially retired or stopped doing music, do you think he would have eventually been in the top 10 all time or been better than Scarface? No. Look, and I speak as somebody who was a huge Chameleonaire fan. Like, I'm talking, I had the albums. I uh, had the mixtapes. I listened to his greatest hits with all his freestyles, and I played that religiously in my car. I had the mixtapes you had to burn on CD because you couldn't buy them at no store. You had to order them online or find him in person and buy the mixtapes <laughs> off him. I had all that shit. I, I I was super happy when his debut album came out. Uh, I was super happy when he won the Grammy. I, I felt like I won a Grammy when Camillionaire won a <laughs> Grammy, man, because I'm like, I felt, followed this guy from the beginning, I felt. And then I, to see him on stage, I felt so proud. And all that to say no to everything Landry was talking about <laughs> on that damn take, man. I'm sorry, but no. And I'm a big fan of Chameleonaire. Chameleonaire is, I wouldn't even say he's a top five Houston rapper, man. You feel like he's not top five? Let me let me think of people I would put above Chameleonaire. Uh, 
Um, definitely Scarface. Definitely Zero. Lil Kiki, maybe. Lil Kiki, maybe. Slim Thug. Uh, Slim Thug, and I don't know if I put him above, but Slim Thug make classics. Fat Pat, I think, is 100% above uh, Chameleon Air. Mm. Hawk, maybe. Hawk has some hits. Hawk was a dope rapper. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm not sure. But Pokey. yeah, he big Pokey. Nah, I won't put him above Chameleon Air. J Dog, are you far. a J Dog fan? I, eh, eh, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate him. Now, now think, are, but let me ask you this Are you from the North or the South? Uh, if you had to pick a side, what side do you land on? South, but that it's, didn't matter what the no, fucking music. No, man. no, I, w I was just curious because I was talking to our guy Brandon Scott, and he did say it's a uh, it, at some points it is a big bias on who you like depending on where like what side you stayed on or where you kind of land because a lot of people from the south don't really care for the uh you know squish a house or not not saying they don't like them but they rather side with people from the south side and you got people from the north side that kind of support more the j dogs I, I think he's from the north side they support more the j dogs and the chameleonaires and stuff like that so it's not like a blatant bias, but it's kind of a a bias. We even had people saying, oh, Chameleon there all day over, you know, whoever, because he more of a north side nigga. <laughs> so it's kind of a uh, it's kind of a bias. So I was just I was just kind of curious where you laid on that. I mean, I look at it like I was a big fan of Northside music, man, when they had their rise. I thought even Mike Jones, when he was coming up, he was a dope rapper. Um, Paul Wall and all them, man. I was a big fan of the North Side movement, but ultimately they got their style from the South Side. Mm. Like they was trying to sound like screwed up, and that's what the biggest knock against them was was that they were stealing DJ Screw shit. Mm. You know, making chopped and screwed freestyles and and using the same lingo and, and talking the same, using the same flow. Paul Wall said himself he was trying to sound like Lil Kiki. Mm. That was his rap idol. You know, so. Yeah, you look at it and it's like, okay. And I'm a big fan of people like 5050 Twin, like all, all them Northside dudes. But ultimately, when you talk about classic records, you have people like they're still tipping. I don't know if I could put that above Top's Drop as mm. a Houston anthem, man. I think Top's Drop is the ultimate Houston anthem, man. Mm. Like, still tipping is cold. It's an incredible record. But I don't know if I put that above Top's Drop as a. Uh, Houston anthem or Mo City Dawn. Yeah, I was I, mine. My favorite one, and you know, I'm you know, I'm I only been in Houston since 2016. But my favorite one, if I had to pick a Houston anthem, the one that always got the most reaction to us was, was Mo City Dawn freestyle. Yes, that was the one where people stop what they're doing and they all sing along to it. <laughs> I, it was incredible. It's like damn, I, I had me being a young buck here. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I thought it was um, fucking uh, Rock Him and Air B, <laughs> and it was. I'm like, no, nah, this ain't them. It was like a Houston national anthem. No, it definitely is, man. And, and that song is just incredible. I can't put Still Tipping above that. I know Still Tipping is great. We love Still it's a Tipping. Great song. Yeah, I think that's more of a nationwide hit. But if you're talking about Houston anthems, yeah. Mo City Don might be number one, dog. Mm -hmm. And Zero is somebody who, if you talk about can switch the flow, go fast or slow, 
I don't see how you could put Kaminer above zero, even in that regard. But he got you know, a Grammy. Because he got a Grammy <laughs> and he made Riding Dirt with he's, Crazy Bone. He sold 800,000 records. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't give a shit. And I love Chameleon Aaron, man. That's the thing. I, I don't want to yeah. shit on him. Yeah. But I feel like even he would listen to somebody say he's better than Scarface and laugh in their face. Like, how, how dare somebody say something like that? But I'm not yeah. surprised Landry said it. He's <laughs> He is who he is. He's an unofficial member of the uh, Paul Wall and Chameleon Air group. Yeah, <laughs> Landry. Landry likes who he likes, and and whoever else he don't get, he he yeah. just hates or says are overrated you, or you whatever. Can, you can't. It's hard to win Landry over. It, yeah. Like right now, I feel like he's not really a big fan of Scarface. I don't know if he ever listened to any of his projects or he just kind of like nope. But he he won't get to a point where he say, "Oh, let me check this out," and then go back like, you know what? I might have been wilding a little bit. He won't do that. He won't even give it a try. He's just gonna stay on that hill and until he die. And the thing about Scarface, like, there's an element to his music that you can't just present to somebody. And I'll be honest, with no experience of what the black experience is, man, especially in poverty. Mm-hmm. Like, listen to the song "Now I Feel You" by Scarface. That's one of the greatest hip hop songs of all time. Now I've seen a man die. Yeah. Come on, man. Nothing Chameleonaire made touches that level, like really hits you like those songs do. Like it's just something about being black and hearing Scarface talk about what he talks about is just different. And I'm yeah. not seeing why people can't appreciate hip hop. Of course, I'm not saying that. But Landry is a big little Dicky fan, too. So <laughs> I don't just say to him, man. I mean, he likes yeah. what he likes. I, res- I respect the fact that he likes what he likes. But just saying asinine things like come in there better than Scarface. Yeah. And, and, uh, the thing, okay. and the thing about it, uh, I, I had to make this queer, uh, twer- uh, clear on Twitter hmm. a bunch of times because Whenever I say, no, I don't think so, it, it make it look like you shitting on Chameleon there. And yes. I don't have a bad thing to say about Chameleon there at all. Like, I'm not saying, oh, no, his, nah, he only did this or he only did. Like, no, nah, I think he had an incredible career, man. I, I Honestly, I think it should be talked about a little more. But I, I think Scarf, like, it's it's unfortunate that he, uh, he stopped rapping. So I I think it's a terrible excuse to just sit there and say, oh, he well, he jumped out the game and started doing something. Else. Okay, woulda, coulda, shoulda. He that that's that's on him. That, that that shouldn't be a knock on Scarface for putting in 20 plus years or 30 plus years. And even longer than that, because he been he been rapping with the Ghetto Boys since what, 89? Yeah. They he been around for a long time, man. So I just I just think um I just think you 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 can't oh you can't overlook Scarface, his uh, body of work, man. And when you and you know when you talk about the the goats, the the greatest of all time, anywhere or even in Houston, you gotta look at the. These are the things I say you gotta look at when you look at the greatest of all time, the body of work, the music, and the lyrics. The the Grammys is cool. That's that's to me the Grammys and the uh, music sales is the ch- cherry on top. But if you got the if you got the body of work, you got the uh, music, and you got the lyrics all, all together. You just all that together. I think that's that's when you should be in the conversation. It should be no thing where you know. Well, he only got one album, but he he's the greatest of all time. Or, well, he sold one million records, 
but he's but that's it. Or um, he he ain't really had that much music, but he's the greatest. Author. It it got to be a body of work. You got to have a nice body of work. You got to have the lyrics and the music got to be good. And the reason Chameleon Air sold that much is because the song Riding Dirty popped off with a white audience. Like that, that's really it, man. I mean, that, that song was huge. But other than that, like, what else can you point to and say he sold a lot? His second album flopped. You know what? Like, you know what Landry tried to say, too? He tried to break up Scarface that the song My Block talking about that was a, uh, that was, that was more the pop song for, um, for Scarface. I'm like, that's not a pop. That was probably his biggest commercial record. Yes. But I'm like, that's nowhere. Near. He talking about his block. <laughs> so I was just pop like. Pop song. Yeah, yeah, because I was I was saying, the, the because I think Ron Dirty ended up popping off as a more of a pop song. Because it was. you start hearing it more in commercials, when white people start remaking it and all this other shit, man, it, it, it took off. But um, my, I never looked at my block like that. I, I, th- I thought it was a popular, um, probably, uh, I would probably say Scarface's biggest, you know, most known song to the to the world. But I, I, I never looked at My Block as, oh, he, that's a crossover type of song. No, it's not. They played it a whole lot on Rap City, and they played it a whole lot on urban radio, the, but no. And the instrument You were never going to hear that. Yeah, no, it's a great song, but you're yeah. never going to hear that shit on a pop station, man. It never played outside of urban radio. It never played outside. It, it never was on TRL. <laughs> like, that shit was strictly on Rap City and urban radio stations, man. So, no, nah, it was not a pop song. It was probably his biggest song. Like you said, it was not a pop song. And yeah. Scarface was never trying to make a pop song. Yeah. Fuck Faces was probably more of a pop-sounding song, but it, that didn't go pop either. Yeah, And it really couldn't because it subject matter was kind of crazy <laughs> but uh yeah man i can't believe we're even having this discussion and like i said yeah. I, I i fuck with chameleon there but even he if he heard that he would look at somebody like they're fucking crazy yeah and like i said i, I will say it's kind of surprising you you kind of struggling to even put them in the top five in houston but i i think um like i said i think scarface is number one Maybe I'm wrong, but just his, like I said, just his body of work, his music, his lyrics, all that shit to me, you know, and I was even talking about Brandon Scott with this. When you hear his music, sometimes you don't even realize, or to the, you know, somebody that's outside of Houston, you don't even realize he a Houston nigga. Yeah. And, And when you go, you could go to New York, you could go to Philly, you could go to Boston, you could go to Florida, you could go to Cali. People will probably have Scarface in their top ten all time, which is insane because the the South he he the South wasn't getting no love like that, and for people all over to still have him in the top five and how he survived throughout the nineties, I think it's amazing. And during the nineties, you know, the South wasn't getting no love like that, but he still he still had the joints with Jay Z. He, he he had songs with people on the West Coast. He 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 was all over the place. It seemed like everybody loved him. And don't get me wrong, I I love Chameleon there. But I'm not sure if people bringing up Chameleon there in the top ten or anything in in Cali or Florida. I I I'm not I, I'm not sure if they bringing him up like they they bringing up um Scarface. 
No, percent man. Like, unless you're a Chameleon fan, you're not going to be able to name more than two of his songs, probably. And even if that, if that's even if you're a hip hop head, yeah, you know, I feel like if you're a hip hop head and not really a Scarface fan, you could probably name at least two Scarface songs, maybe more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Chameleon I mean, come on, man. Yeah. And like I said, I'm a fan. I enjoyed his music. So- he had a good run, but. <laughs> no, nah, so, I got I got to make one more comment because during the during the show, um, I mentioned uh, I, let me know if I'm out of bounds for this. Mm-hmm. I mentioned that um, because he was saying how uh, if Chameleon there would have you know stayed in the rap game, he would have been better than Scarface or been top ten, whatever he said. I I pretty much said his career was pretty much like it was similar. I I I wasn't really comparing these two like that, but. I made the example of Brandon Roy. You remember Brandon Roy in the NBA? Yeah. I pretty much said it's, it's like saying Brandon Roy would have been better than Jordan if he would have stayed healthy and stayed in the NBA. Is do you think that's fair? File he think Landry texted me and said, "I'm praying you uh, for you not to go to hell for calling uh, Cooper Brandon Roy." <laughs> Calling first off, he called come in there Cooper. Is it, so that lets we, you know he's we, a stand. Yeah, <laughs> or yeah, is that an I album? Mean, uh, no, that's what he calls K-O-O-P- himself, King Koopa. Oh, really? okay, okay, yeah. yeah. He said, uh, "I'm praying for you not to go to hell for calling Koopa Brandon Roy or commercialize." <laughs> so, I, mean, I don't am, know. I, am I out of bounds for that? Is that going way too far of a comparison? You're talking to somebody whose favorite rapper is Chameleonaire. So, of course, he's going to be emotional no matter what. <laughs> I don't know what to say, man. Like, I never heard anybody stand Chameleonaire this hard. Like, in person. <laughs> I've heard on the internet. Yeah. I've never heard anybody I've met. Like, I've usually been the biggest Chameleonaire fan that I know. And I'm <laughs> like, man, he was cool. Like, he had a good era. He had some great verses on songs that I still play to this day. But, like... I don't know to be offended that you called him Brandon Roy. I mean, he quit. Like he, he his last albums flopped. He had like, come on, man. He had we had. Uh, if you could make the argument that Chameleon is a one hit wonder, mm. and you wouldn't be far off at all. I think uh, I, I think people outside of Houston uh, will probably say that because yeah. I I want to say. And it's it's funny you brought that up because I was listening to the Joe Budden podcast and he he always throw out a ooh who can I do a versus with and because you know he's known as the one hit wonder to people mm-hmm. people the only thing people name is pump it up and he was like who can I do a a, a short versus with and one of them threw out Chameleon there and they was like oh yeah that that work I think you'll get Chameleon there <laughs> and I was just in the back of my mind I was just like ooh. Like I don't, ooh, like I don't think he's gonna clean up Chameleon there like that. But outside of Houston, I think people do have that, uh, have that thought of a uh, bit. You know, that's the dude that made Ryan dirty, or he had a couple Swisher House stuff. Yeah, man, and that's how they view him. Like honestly, he was a dude who had one hit everybody heard of at one point. But after that, you know, it was kind of dry. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like, I, I, maybe, maybe he would be less offended if you called uh, uh, Commander uh, Derek Rose. Yeah. Because Derek Rose was MVP one year. It, it was seeming yeah. like he was going to go to the Hall of Fame. Then he got injured and was never the same. Yeah. So maybe that would be I, less offensive for Landry. But I don't think Brandon Roy is like super offensive. 
Yeah, I just think somebody like Brandon Roy, he was really good. He had a high mm-hmm. upside, but he got hurt and had to retire. And it's kind of like, damn, what if he never had that injury? Or yep. what if he, you know, he could have been, he probably would have still been playing. And then I even threw out Grant Hill. <laughs> now, I mean, Grant Hill was good. But, you know, the injuries kind of fucked him up a little bit. And uh, yeah, but um, the other thing that um, Landry kept throwing out was um, that he, he towards the end he started talking about the technical part of the rapping, that you know the way he flipped the words and you know how he rap and all that stuff is better than how Scarface rap. And you know my answer to that is, us in the hip hop we really don't just judge off of that. If if that's the case, man, we they might as well just sit there and have a freestyle Friday. And you just judge their rapping ability there, or has some type of cipher or rap battle. Now, I mean, if you want to see who actually technically rapped the best, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just you know, I'm I'm not a Texas guy, so I don't know. It's good to hear from you because I I like Scarface, I, and I, like I said, I like all of them. But I just I just think his body of work. I, I think maybe if Chameleon there last if he was in the game for about 10, 15 years, then maybe we you know it'd be I guess more fair to have this conversation. But I just think he he got in for a little bit. He he put out a lot of underground music and shit like that. But he got out and never came back. It's just to me I think it's a slap in the face of Scarface for all the blood, sweat, and tears he put in put in this shit. To sit there and say a nigga that came in and, uh, you know, dropped a bunch of mixtapes and, you know, an album won a Grammy and bounced is is better than everything you did. (laughs) I just think that's a little, uh, I think that's more of an insult to um, Scarface. Figgy, all I can really tell you is from the bottom (laughs) of my heart, you entertain this argument for way too long. (laughs) Me personally, I would have hit Landry with an LOL and kept it moving. Like, there's nothing you can say to him that's going to get him to change his mind or understand, like, yeah. what real hip-hop I, I really think, is about. So I think, I think what got me is it, it, it was the few people that did agree that was like, oh, yeah, he is a better rapper. He is a better... It's just like, huh? So you had people throwing out the... Uh, you had people throwing out the... Uh, well, he the only uh, rapper from music and won a Grammy. And I'm like, uh, Will Smith won a Grammy too. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, you heard, heard the excuses, uh, the, the other, you know, excuses. And then it's like, oh, MC Hammer won. A, he, he, he sold a whole bunch of records too. So to me, the Grammys and the record sales, that's, to me, that's just the cherry on top. I don't look at that as the, the main course. I, I, like I said earlier, it's the body of work, it's the music and the lyrics. If you got, I, I feel like you could have all three of those and not sell a million records to still be the greatest, uh, consider one of the greatest. Man, we we know this, Figgy. Like, yeah, we know. know this. I know, I we want, know this, man, but I know you're venting. But yeah, we, no, we I just, 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 just want to make it clear because uh, we, we had some podcast listeners who was who was uh, checking in too. So I just, I just want to make that clear. And okay. you know, I can't I can't say all this on in the loop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, no, man. Look, yeah. for for real hip hop discussions, you I, come to gyms and juice. I, I just want to make sure I ain't tripping. I ain't bugging out. Because I know you know you are not I know. I, I know I got the Bow Wow take and all that shit. I just want to make sure I'm good on this one. 
Brandon <laughs> had the best take when he said you should have just dumped out that entire segment. <laughs> you should have just kept jamming that dump button until they started talking about the Astros again or whatever the fuck they were talking about. Because no, nah, we we can't have that 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 level of I, ignorance going over. I let the him airwaves. get away. But see, I let him get away with a lot of shit. He always say Jay Z overrated. I just say whatever, man. Whatever. This one, I was kind of shocked. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> So I'm not sure. I, I, I was I was kind of shocked. He just threw that out there. He's like, "Oh yeah, Chameleon is better than Scarface." <laughs> I 100% expected Landry to not even barely barely even know who Scarface was, let alone be, uh, respect any of his music. Like that. That's just who Landry is, man. Like yeah. you love him or hate him, Landry is who he is, and. He, he just gonna have his opinions and you just there ain't no change in his mind you're just gonna be yeah. like all right man keep it pushing yeah <laughs> but you don't even entertain that shit yeah. man because we that that's just an absurd thing to even think about let alone let leave your lips <laughs> over yeah. the airwaves so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout, shout, right. shout out to landry man he, he a podcast he a listener of the gems and juice so uh shout out to, shout out to him and his few rappers he like which is chameleonaire yeah. gucci man gucci man no limit <laughs> and um that's and eminem <laughs> yeah he gonna text you and be mad he gonna get us both in a group text probably i'm just saying i come there and they're a rap fast nah nah he okay. gonna, <laughs> no what he gonna do is he gonna text his whole booklet of uh, uh chameleonaire albums and shit like see look i got oh, all yeah. this shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're gonna post that picture of him uh with Paul Wall with his dyed hair. <laughs> I know you've seen that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at least Landry ain't a Eminem's the best rapper of all time. I'll give him that much. Yeah. At least he ain't going around at saying that. At least he's rolling that. with Chameleon there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll take Chameleon there over a uh Eminem stand anytime. Yeah. Uh, uh what, what, what let me get to my rant real quick, man. So you got uh, a rant, man. That was it. Well, that wasn't your rant. Okay, let's go man, with the other rant. Yeah, my original rant. <laughs> <laughs> so Drake posted on, um, I want to say on the Instagram story of a pair of Jordans. It, it looked like it was some. Jo- it, it was called some Drake versus Wayne Jordan threes, which I guess they were never released. And um, he said, um, Drake. Uh, he said before my, any verses, and then said Jordan versus Wayne Jordan threes. Or uh, Drake versus Wayne Jordan threes, so he he kind of fallen in that trend, that current trend of rappers talking, to, doing these stupid ass ESPN stats of I'm the first rapper to ever do this and do that, and I'm, I'm kind of getting sick of it, man. Soldier Boy he started this shit with the I'm the first person to ever um, make up a dance. I'm the first person to ever have a game system. Or I'm the first rapper to ever have have a game system. I mean, he was. I'm I'm the first rapper to have a iced out G or G Shock. I was the first rap. I was I started the I I started this trend. I I I was Drake before Drake with Drake Cole. He he stole my whole fucking style. And now recently I seen Moneybag Yo. I guess he was in Dubai or Abu Dhabi. And um, they got a restaurant where you can actually sit and eat dinner in the sky. So um, um, Moneybag Yo was strapped up. You know, he was in a seat and he was like high in the sky eating dinner. It's like a it looked kind of cool. I kind of I kind of want to try that, but I don't think I'll ever go in there. But 
Moneybag Yo said he's the first rapper to ever eat a, eat dinner in the sky. I'm I'm getting sick of it, man. Too many people starting to do that. Um, uh, Lil Bootsy said he was the first one that ever did something. This is stupid, man. How can you actually judge a rapper without the actual numbers? Uh, I understand, you know, you being the first rapper to sell this much or sell out at this stadium and all this other shit. I'm, I'm sick of people saying, oh, yeah, this rapper was the first rapper to ever uh, rock a, a, a Gucci headband. Like, what what the fuck is we talking about? And some somebody actually called out Soldier Boy because Soldier Boy was saying how he was the first rapper to to um do a YouTube video and really is some dude up some receipt uh, of him battle rapping and the video was like 18 years old or some shit and it was before Soldier Boy uh got on YouTube so uh that was Soldier Boy's first L but I I'm, I'm so sick of these uh rappers doing this shit this trend I hope it stopped like now but these artists coming out here with these fake ass ESPN stacks Talking about I'm the first I'm the first rapper to ever do this, and recently Soldier Boy said he was the first rapper to give a a, a, a stat to um, some kids for their candy. So we, we talked about little baby earlier being a little stingy with the money for the uh, to, to buy the candy. Apparently Soldier Boy is the first rapper ever to uh, give a kid a thousand dollars for the candy and not even take the candy. Uh, like, and this is actual news on fucking um, shout out to Say Cheese, man. Say Cheese. I, I don't know if you follow Say Cheese on Instagram or Twitter, but um, it, um, Texas dude. I, I want to say he from he might be from Dallas, but uh, he been he keep up with the news. He do a real good job, but that shit should not be news, man. I'm tired of people pumping that up like it's breaking news. Stop with that bullshit, man. Just live life and do your thing. Well, I don't need to hear no, oh, I'm the first rapper to ever wear a sweater during a performance. That shit is so stupid. I think we need to move past that shit. And it hurt my heart to see, you know, Mob Tops, Drake doing the same shit. Talk about, you know, uh, he, uh, bef- we did this before we was the first verses and all this other shit. Stop doing that shit. Unless you want to jump in and do a versus. Like, stop doing this shit, man. I'm sick of it. End of my rant. I agree, man. It's not going to stop anytime soon. No, I'll say that much. Um, the rap game is all about narcissists and fucking feeding their ego, man. So especially when rappers aren't doing that hot, they can't say they're the best rapper to do anything now. Like, Soulja Boy can't say he sold a million copies of his new single. All he can say is, I was the first. Hey, remember 2009? I was the first to do this. I was the first to do that. Like, that's all some rappers can fall back on. So, of course, any moment they have to hype themselves up and feed their own ego, they're going to take it. That's what the rappers are now, man. It's just fucking a bunch of narcissists, ego-driven, annoying motherfuckers who just will not stop chasing clout at any rate. I I was the first rapper to uh, ever get on MySpace. Uh, I I forgot what else he said. Oh, I was the first rapper with a sidekick. I was the first okay. rapper with a uh, a phone with the camera. I forgot what he said, but this shit got to stop. I think Soldier Boy started this shit, man. Now it's mm. catch is is catching light fire, man. Yeah, it is, man. It's super annoying. I think Soldier Boy started kind of trolling at first, but now he's just gotten too deep into it, and now everybody else is doing it. Jay Prince, come on, man, talk to Drake for us. 
Let him know <laughs> he he he's better than this. He's the artist of the decade, man. There's no need to. We still love yourself. you, Drake. It's still mob no, ties. Still we still brothers. Man. Yeah, we, we are. Certified lover boy, already ten out of ten. Ain't heard yes, it yet. It's already qualified. ten out of ten. <laughs> it's qualified without even coming out yet. Yes. Uh. So yeah, we still love Drake, but nah, he has to. Uh, he he he's better than this, man. He <laughs> knows that. But whatever. Any any yeah. chance to stump people gonna take it. Yeah. Um. Let's do our corporate mandated what a bro knows segment here. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get our sponsor read out first, man. Of course, What a Bro Knows this month is sponsored by Black Lux, B-L-D-C-K-L-U-X.com. Founded by the lovely Winter, it's a black-owned business, and we are doing a giveaway all month, man. That means you've got every Saturday, you've got three more chances to win. You're going to win a Black Lux gift card of an undetermined amount, but it's going to be a healthy amount. (laughs) And to enter, all you have to do is as i scroll up to these fucking instructions here we go you must follow black lux on instagram must share the post on your wall and or story and tag black lux and gems and juice and each repost counts as an entry you may repost as many times as you like for better chances so you can spam that shit if you want to make sure you get the gift card we've already had what two winners already mm-hmm. looking to get three more throughout the month easy to enter easy to win let's be real it's easy to win right now so y'all put up on game and go ahead and get yourself a black lux uh gift card uh, black <laughs> lux is a black owned online store the ultimate women's playhouse you can sign up for the vip list and receive updates exclusive offers and discounts <laughs> remember that it's blacklux.com blv as in victor ck lux l-u-x.com uh, get yourself some freaky gifts for your wife or yourself to spice up the bedroom, man. You know it's about time. It's baby making season. It's summer. It's hot. You ain't want to go outside. You just want to blast the AC and just fuck all day. <laughs> I know. I've been there. And I know y'all in that mood, too. Space Jam getting boring. You got the TV on. <laughs> go ahead and, and bring Is out the handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> But uh, y'all know y'all want to get freaky and want to spice things up. You know, she needs things spiced up in the bedroom. So go ahead. And if you're a lady, make sure you enter too for our three lady listeners. Now we got a few more than that, hopefully. <laughs> but make sure you enter that contest. And yeah, good chance to win. Three more chances. We're going to announce another winner on the 17th, which is today. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 24th and 31st. Yeah, so check y'all our make Instagram. sure y'all enter. Yep, check our Instagram. Yes. And like I said earlier, we had a nice little Instagram live discussion with Winter and her man. Uh, so y'all check that out as well. It should be still up on Instagram unless you listen to this way later and then probably have gone by then. But <laughs> whatever. Anyway, yeah, make sure y'all enter three more chances to win. And yeah. So mm-hmm. this week in what a bro knows, um, I did see something else on Twitter. Okay. And it was a uh, the original post was let me read this thread first. Okay, let me scroll up a little bit. Um, what the fuck? Okay, some lady, a a blue check black lady (laughs) asked, you ever think about the men who said they liked you before and suddenly realized they actually really hated you? Mm. And then she also asked, when did you realize he hated you? And this lady said, 
I asked him, quote, what's your love language? Was just trying to get to know him because he's quiet. And we had been on the date already, LOL. After that message, I told him, quote, there's nothing else to say. It's clear you don't like me. I'm out. Take care. And that was the end of it. Now, the way she said it, uh, it, it made it sound very different because she did post a screenshot. And this one, I don't believe is fake because it actually did seem like a real conversation between two people over text. Um, it wasn't a so, beginning, middle, or end. Exactly. It was no <laughs> Patrick. I got the job. Some goofy <laughs> shit like that. So, look, babe. Look, guess what, babe? I got the job. 70K. <laughs> So oh, I knew you wanted that job all along. <laughs> I'm so glad I don't have to work as long, hard now. And I know you've been holding it down, being a good girlfriend. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. <laughs> now I can take care of my three kids. <laughs> uh, so this one actually uh, seemed like a real conversation. And she said in this uh, text thread, she said, you actually don't like me, LOL. It's clear as day. I'm going to leave you to it. The guy replied and said, you just asked too many questions, LOL. <laughs> then she said, it's okay. You made a mistake and you don't want to seem like a bad person. But to tell me I asked too many questions, it's just laughing emoji, brain exploding emoji. Anyway, I was right when I said conversation was forced. You just don't like me, LOL. He replies, just slow down a bit. <laughs> and then she said, I've not even been fast. I'm literally just trying to have a normal conversation with you other than one uh, She is irritating me now. Yes. <laughs> and you are saying I'm asking too much. LOL, it's cool. I won't ask any more questions. I'll leave you alone. Then he replied, I'm not sure what to say. <laughs> and that's the end of the screenshot. There was probably more that happened that even made her look worse. But um, I, I said all that to ask you this. Um, do you think a woman that talks too much is a turn off? And how would you deal with a woman? How, number one, how would you answer the question, what's your love language? And do you think a woman asking too many questions or coming on too strong is a turn off? Because most men act like, you know, hey, sometimes we want the woman to shoot the shot. But do you think this kind of text and talk is a turn off for you in in your past dating days, Figgy? Okay, so the love language uh, question, I didn't even know what the fuck a love language was yeah, until a couple years ago <laughs> when I started going to church. And um, yeah, I didn't know what that was. So I would be like, "What? what is that? I don't know what that is. But um, to answer the other question... I guess I think it depends what they're talking about, because sometimes you can't talk a lot where, you know, you really vibing and you, you know, we got so much in common. If we're talking about music, if we're going, if we're talking about Dipset and she like Dipset and we just going through all these, uh, these classic songs and these good moments and we kind of going back and forth and, oh, remember this, then I don't have a problem with that. But when, when when it's when a when a girl is asking random questions like how many kids do you want do you see yourself getting married where do you see yourself in so many years where uh where would you like to live do you see yourself um ever working this job do you do you see how many kids do you want how, how many siblings do you, when this when it's the conversation when that conversation is going like that where i feel like i'm being interviewed 
then I think that's a bad sign. And I didn't dated a couple people like that where I'm just like, uh, it, 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 to me, it kind of turned a guy off. It kind of scared a guy. I would say it scared a guy more than turn a guy off because I was talking to somebody and this girl was so like she was so ready to get married. She kept talking about getting married and it wasn't with me, but just in conversation. Yeah, because, I, you know, I want to be married by I want to be married way before 30. And oh yeah, I want to marry, get a house, buy a kid, have a kid, and she kept kind of throwing that out. Where I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to be on a date talking about marriage. Like, sure, you know, if you say, I mean, sure, I, I want to get married one day, but I don't want to sit there and have a conversation about you want to get married before thirty, or you want to have this many kids by this age, and you want to be living in the house and with your man by this time. That to me, if if the conversation is like that, that is a huge turn off, a huge red flag. I just I just don't understand that. Even if you even if you're 35 or 40, I know uh, women always had this, I guess this ticking time where where they you know they they gotta have kids at a certain age or it might be too late. But even as a grown ass person. You still can't do that for like a first or second date like that, man. I think y'all got to really been talking for at least at least a month heavy <laughs> where it's kind of like, yeah, you know, I kind of do see myself getting married or, you know, or I do want kids. I, I don't think I think that type of stuff, that type of deep kids and marriage talk is too much for the first couple dates, man. That's it's a turn off. And I understand that guy. I, I wonder what kind of questions she was asking. But if it's if it if it was questions like it, it had to be bad questions if she asked what's his love language, like what type of shit is that you asking on a first date? <laughs> That's some shit you ask when you deep into a relationship, and you want to make sure you satisfy your significant other. And I I do think love language is kind of important because if you with somebody you really like and y'all know y'all moving forward together. Then I do think it's important because you got to know what your significant other like, because you don't want to get you don't want to have you know buy your significant other all these gifts, and that's not even something she's really interested in. She want to just be held and touch and <laughs> stuff like that, and gifts is not her thing, and vice versa. But um, the love language thing that's far along the line to me when y'all are super official. Not on no first date thing. Why do I need to know your love language on a first or second date? That's that's kind of silly, and I understand why that dude was like, eh. <laughs> like I, I think I'm about to ghost this chick. Maybe, maybe the way he was doing it was wrong. Maybe he should have just manned up and said, "Hey, you know, you know, I had a good time, but I'm not really interested in you like that. You know, take care." But I totally understand why that dude just, <laughs> you know, said, "Nah, you asking too many questions." Yeah, man, and my my initial reaction when I get asked something like "What's a what's your love language?" I would immediately be sarcastic. I'd be like, "Uh, the Popeyes chicken sandwich." <laughs> I don't fucking know. Like, what? And this is the problem with dating older women. A lot of older women just want to skip to, like you say, it's a job interview. How do you feel about kids? What do you do for a living? What are your goals in life? What's your ambition? Where do you want to be 10 years from now? Like, bitch, I don't know. <laughs> like, can we just take this one step at a time? Because I'm not asking you, like, 
what kind of technique do you use when you give giving head? Because I care about that. <laughs> so I'm not going to ask you on a fucking first date. Yeah. So don't ask me about my career ambitions when I barely even know you. Because I have to <laughs> sell myself. Because really, that just uh, really makes men want to lie. Yeah. You know, and a lot of men will sell you. Men are great at selling a woman a dream. Say, hey, man, I'm just trying to be an entrepreneur right now. I want to own my own business. I want to be more. Uh, I want to have a bunch of kids. I want to do this and that. All the meanwhile, they they work in a shit job and they ain't really doing nothing to move past it. <laughs> so now it, 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 it's just annoying. And this woman was talking way. Number one, the questions she was asking were not fit for a text. That's yeah. the main problem for me. I'm like, if you're on a date and you're asking this type of shit, that's kind of one thing. But you ask me, what's your love language in a text and expect me to act serious about it and then go back and forth about how you're not really feeling me and or I'm not really feeling you, but it's OK. Like we, we can meet up and, and talk. Like for me, texting, and I'm not a great texture. I'm, <laughs> you know, I, I've, I've ignored shit unintentionally. I've forgotten to reply to people and, and all that stuff. So I'm not a great texter, but me, I'm like, I'm quick and to the point with a text. I don't text paragraphs. I don't like to go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. I'm like, hey, when can I see you again? When we going to meet up? Let's go have dinner. Let's do something. And then we can talk it out. Yeah. But as far as texts go, like unless you talk about a specific problem that you got, or a specific problem I got, but I don't I don't like the text arguments, man. It's kind of corny. Yeah. So yeah, this lady was doing way too much. And even women came out and said, I'm sorry, but I'm on his side. <laughs> you talk way too much. And I'm like, yeah, this guy, he might not even not be into her. He might just be an introvert. Mm-hmm. You know, he might just be socially awkward a little bit. And he don't know yeah. how to reply to things like this. Yeah. That don't mean he's not a good dude or he ain't gonna like you. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. we just don't want to talk to y'all. Women got to understand that, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, sometimes we, we we can love you and just not want to talk to you at certain times of the day. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's funny you said that because I actually have a weather bro nose, too, but I'm going to probably save it for whenever Jasmine come back on because I feel like this can be a good lesson for her and other women about men. I ran across this article uh, men pretty much sharing the things they wish women knew about them. Yeah, I think I saw that too. But yeah, yeah we can at, say that. We can say that for Jack. I, I, I just want to throw out this one question because it relates to that. The one question was, um, or the one comment was, just because I'm not talking doesn't mean I'm not enjoying my time with you. And I think that's true, man, because it's times where, you know, me and the wifey, you know, we sitting around watching TV or you know just relaxing or chilling and she's like why are you so quiet i'm like i don't know i'm just chilling and then she kind of make it a big deal where we go from chilling to arguing because she feel like i'm mad <laughs> and i'm like now i'm mad <laughs> because you keep irritating me you keep you keep thinking i'm mad and i'm not and now i'm mad and <laughs> now we arguing so um but i, I it's it's possible for guys to kind of be chilling and quiet and not really talking as much and still be enjoying their time that's that's important <laughs> no that's true i think another one of those too was somebody said 
when we're quiet, sometimes we're just thinking about some crazy situation or hypothetical thing that's too embarrassing to even say out loud. So we don't yeah. want to talk about it. Yeah, but that's 100 percent true, too, man. Yeah. Sometimes we be I, in our own I'm, head. I'm going to read it real quick. It said when we say we're thinking about nothing, the majority of the time we really thinking about nothing. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe we're thinking about uh, thinking of uh, ridiculous made up scenarios that sound stupid when said out loud. Yeah, like, what would my power be if I was an Avenger? Hmm. <laughs> Flying would be cool, no. but I kind of want be super strong, no. too. No, sometimes, you know, I be I don't really think about that, but I'll I be thinking about if I if I was a rich man. That, too. If I had all the money in the world, what kind of house would I have? What kind of car? What I'd be doing? My my work? Sometimes I'll be, I'll be fucking playing The Sims in my fucking brain. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, I got the whip. What kind of cars I'm going to have? Now I'm going to just have a regular apartment. I'll be making up a whole scenario. Like, mm, will I have some hoes on the side? I'll be thinking of all type of shit. Will I go out of town? How would this podcast yep. going to be? If maybe somebody could pick up this podcast and we'd be on some type mm-hmm. of network. How we going to be? And I'll, I'll be sitting there. She's like, oh, it's a little like something wrong. I'm like, no, I'm cool. Uh, what yep. you thinking about? Like, I ain't really thinking about it. Yes, you are. It, it, that just turned into an argument. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, bitch, I'm sitting here thinking about if I was a rich <laughs> man, if I had all the money in the world, I had a podcast, we, uh, we best podcast in the world, the number one podcast in the world. I got the bitches on deck, and I'm flying bitches in, in the town, just like the rich niggas do, and you, you chilling and all this other shit. That's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> The latest dumb thing I thought about was I was thinking, like, what if my brain as it is right now and all the knowledge I have was transferred back to when I was a kid? Like, my Mm -hmm. head is right now, like, my consciousness right now would go back to when I was a kid. Like, how would I convince my parents that I was an adult in a kid body? And how would I convince them that they need to invest in the things I know from the future that are going to be big, like Amazon and Nike? Yeah, or like, how would I, or something. Yeah. Like, how would I convince them, like, I'm actually from the future? I'm yeah. a kid now, but you got to invest in Amazon, in Bitcoin, yeah. and do all this shit Your thinking is way better than mine, because I'll be... <laughs> I'll be thinking that like, man, like if I, once I graduated high school or around that time, I wish I could have went, when if I went straight to broadcasting school, yeah. uh, graduated there, uh, got an internship early on. Right now, I, pro- I would have been around 18, 19 years old. So I, 30, two, 14, I, it would be 14 years in the game right now in radio. And I probably would, uh, yeah, it ain't no telling. I'll probably be on a. Will I be? Would I be in sports? Would I be at a hip hop station? Would I even be in Houston? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like my my number one dream was go to New York. Will I be in New York? If I did all this shit, ain't no telling. I probably wouldn't even met my wife. <laughs> so I, I be thinking about all type of shit like that. <laughs> but yeah, you're a little more nerdier than me, man. Yeah, look, man, I'm, I'm just think thinking about Bitcoin and shit. <laughs> no, I'm thinking about how I would convince my parents to invest in the things I know are going to be big in the future. 
<laughs> like uh, they'll be like, "What's this n- little nigga talking about?" We'll take him to the doctor. Now I'll be like, yeah. "How do I convince the doctor? Cause they gonna think I'm sick? Cause I think I'm a thirty year old nigga in an eight year old body." Like, so how do I convince the doctor that I'm actually sane? It's it's a long thread. These are things. These are things I think about when I'm on cardio machines too, man. Cause I'm just yeah. sitting there bored. I'm like listening to music, but sometimes you zone out. Be like, hmm, what's the cool scenario I can think of I, right now? I really be thinking about if I was like super famous. If we, if this podcast was like up there with Joe Rogan making all mm-hmm. this money, and I'm not working anything else, and us being super famous, I, I just be thinking about how life would be then. <laughs> yeah, because I, I kind of enjoyed my time just going to the gym or just being in a random store. But mm. I, but sometimes I get the I get the people that's like, hey, are you figgy fig? It, it, shit kind of get weird, but like that, that's that's honestly how I like it rather than you know you being Kanye, you gotta wear a fucking ski mask and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. That's the weird shit we think about, ladies. Yes, yes. <laughs> all y'all need to know. Don't ask when we say we look up. We think about something. We could be thinking about cheating, or we could be thinking about fucking godzilla versus king kong <laughs> like there's really there's really no telling man so yeah, yeah leave us to our thoughts sometimes <laughs> uh so we'll wrap up that edition right there man of course it's brought to you by black lux remember to go to black enter the contest y'all know how to do it and now the moment y'all been waiting for oh man yes i have seen the LeBron James starring Looney Tunes and Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny featuring <laughs> new Space Jam movie on HBO Max right now. It's a long ass drum roll. I keep I waiting for the end. <laughs> There's no end on this one. <laughs> okay, okay. So uh, I have seen Space Jam A New Legacy. I watched it today. It came out on Friday and I watched it just just to get, I had to talk about it, man. I, yeah. I wanted to I'm, watch I'm it. I'm so talk glad about you podcast. watched it, man. I didn't think he was gonna watch it. I'm so glad you watched it, man. So here's a, a a secret fact about me. I was actually a huge fan of Space Jam, man. Mm. Uh, I watched it when it came out. I think um, that was one of the videos we we kept from Blockbuster and never returned. <laughs> so I watched it all the time, man. I actually watched Space Jam so much that I memorized the script, like I knew all the lines from the movie and i used to go to my teachers and say the lines and all the dialogue and they would be impressed i'm like wow you remembered all this I'm like yeah i'm addicted <laughs> i knew every single line of dialogue damn near man i love space jam as a kid uh looking back it was definitely a product of this time it's a very cheesy 90s kids movie yeah so some people one thing that gets annoying is some people these basketball Twitter people and these reporters talking about how it was like the greatest movie of all time. They're partly being sarcastic, but some of them really love it. Yeah. I'm like, it was, it was, it was a kid's movie, man. It was very cheesy in some spots. Michael Jordan clearly really didn't care about acting too much because <laughs> he kind of <laughs> mailed it in. But uh, the soundtrack was dope. Uh, the, the the plot itself was fine. Like it, it was a good kid's movie. It was not no great piece of cinema at all. And I don't think people really expected it to be. But it was cool for what it was. A very nice picture of the 90s, if you will. You know, Looney Tunes was big still back in the day. We all knew what Bugs Bunny and Marvin the Martian was. So it was very much a movie of its time. 
Now, we all feared that Space Jam would one day be remade. We knew LeBron would probably be the one to do it. He's been egging it for like 10 years. <laughs> yes, he's been talking about it for a long time. One could theorize this is the reason why he went to L.A. Mm-hmm. You know, we know he wants to be a movie star. We know he wants to open up all these entertainment avenues. He couldn't do it in Cleveland, man. Mm-hmm. He had to go to Los Angeles and join the Lakers and uh fulfill his dreams of remaking Space Jam for a new era. <laughs> and now it's finally here. It was finally released. I think it's in theaters too. I know they had a premiere and everything, but uh, it's also on HBO Max. I watched it and here are my thoughts, man. Uh, to start, now, now I, I, I already have very low expectations. I'll say that much from the get-go. I thought it was going to be horrible. And now when I st- when I start watching the movie, the first I- I'm going to lay out a little bit of the beginning because it's pretty bad in the beginning. <laughs> uh, so we we go to little Le- LeBron James, little middle school LeBron James, who was getting ready for a basketball game. His mother tells him. Was he in Akron? I think so. I don't think they. I can't remember if they specified okay. that it was Cleveland, but I'm. Yeah. Pre, it had to be. Yeah, because he's playing and, himself. Yeah, and Akron and Cleveland is totally different. Yeah, mm-hmm. so Akron. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he had the uh, high school, the the jersey, yeah. or whatever school he went to. I guess I don't know. I, I didn't pay attention to that part. Yeah. But um, so he's sitting on the bench, you know, watching the game. One of the kids gives him a Nintendo Game Boy, like the original Game Boy, mm. and this was in '98 which I feel like there was probably a newer version of the Game Boy because he, he gave him like the black mm. and white version. But then I'm like, okay, maybe they were poor. So yeah. they had the old Game Boy. So I'm like, okay, whatever. That might have been so, right because I had the Game Boy Color, I want to say in 2000. Okay. And that's when it was hot. So he, he, he might have been right. That might have been right. Uh, I feel like at least the Game Boy Pocket had to be out, like, cause he had the big ass clunky Game <laughs> oh, Boy. Oh yeah, okay. But whatever, yeah, okay. You yeah. know, it, it yeah. was Akron. He they they made it clear that they were struggling as poor. a family. So yeah. yeah, so I'm like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's playing the Game Boy. His coach, who is Wood Harris, mm. calls little LeBron. He he says, "Get up! It's time to play." So LeBron. Puts the game down, goes to play, shoots the last second buzzer beater, and misses the shot. So he walks home. Wood Harris tells him, hey, man, you were distracted. You were playing the game. You don't have time for that. You got to be better. You have, you have a chance to be the greatest basketball player of all time. You had a chance to be King James. He didn't say that part, but it kind of felt like they were going to say that part. <laughs> so basically, the moral of the story is don't play video games, kids. It's going to distract you from being a great basketball player, whatever. <laughs> so then it goes to the intro. The intro is very much like the 1998 Space Jam. I think it was 98. When did it come out? 94, maybe 90, earlier than that. I think I want to say 95, 96. Yeah, 90. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So because it that's goes when that R. Kelly song was out. That I believe. Yes. I, I think around that time. So the first thing that gets me when I'm watching because they do the intro the same way that the Space Jam original intro was. You see a bunch of highlights from the career of LeBron James, the same way you saw a bunch of Michael Jordan highlights in the original Space Jam. While the credits are playing, they got a new song going on. The song is whatever. It ain't Quad City DJs, but whatever. (laughs) Um, One thing I really realized, 
looking like LeBron James highlights, it really is whack that he played for three different teams, man. Yeah. Like, I don't really think about it because we just accept that it happened. But looking yeah. at his whole career, it really is whack to see him change uniforms three times, man. Like three it, different it, it, three different jerseys, man. Yes. Three different yes. jerseys, two different two different numbers. I think he's going to another number too. Yes. You see, you see Michael Jordan. You see him at in North Carolina in his jersey. Then you see him only in Bulls jerseys. And yeah. it looks so dope. You see him like you see Kobe grow old in the Lakers jersey. Yeah. And it looks cool. You, you see him actually, with the fro, you, you can see actually him bald. Make, you can make a compilation of where he started all the way to Leo. Yes. Yeah. With LeBron, it's like, oh, I'm going to Miami, taking my towns to, to South Beach. I'm going back home, guys. I'm going to L.A., guys. They put the clips of the press conferences all in the video, too. Mm. So they put they emphasize that LeBron is more than an athlete here, by the way. You know, he's doing things. He's giving speeches, meeting the president, doing all this cool stuff because they couldn't just stick to basketball highlights. (laughs) They had to prove that he is better than that. (laughs) But, yeah, looking at the highlights, I really did realize it, it, it does look whack to see somebody change teams that many times. But yeah. whatever. It, it was a little flustered. Uh, I was a little flustered when um, Jordan came back as uh, for, number forty-five. Yeah. I, I felt like that kind of threw people off too. But he it did. did. He, I think he, that was on. That was a short amount of time. Yeah, he went back he, pretty quick. Yeah, but he is known. I mean, he, he, twenty-three is him. Twenty-three yes. is Jordan. But that kind of threw people off a little bit. And speaking of which, LeBron gonna change jersey numbers again next year. He's gonna be yeah. number six again. Whatever, LeBron. Yeah. So. After that, we fast forward, and LeBron James has two sons. One of them is a little nerd. This kid likes video games, and he likes making video games, and he made his own video game. He's showing it out to his brother. LeBron James comes in, and he's talking about how he is, you know, how he needs to be focused. You know, you, you want to play basketball, you, you you ain't got time for games. Because remember, <laughs> he had his Game Boy taken away because it was distracting him from he being a great basketball shot. player. Yes. So clearly the games are the problem here. But this kid don't want to play basketball. He wants to make video games. And LeBron just don't understand that because he just understands basketball. That's a key theme in this movie lebron james is just cares too much about basketball he's too good about basketball he's too serious about basketball that's his main issue in the main arc he has to overcome in this movie so uh it it goes on from there uh i'm not gonna spoil the whole fucking movie all i'll say is uh the worst part of the movie is the beginning Mm. like the same way space jam yes so the stuff you explain that shit, because the acting is on play, is just bad. The <laughs> writing is pretty bad. Like, it's very much, hey, you need to be focused. You need to be the best you can be on the court. Because the court, like, shit like that, shit hey, that nobody actually nobody says in, real, in life. real life. Yeah. Yes. And there are some corny jokes here and there. Um, and like, like the original Space Jam, I think the worst part of Space Jam is the beginning before he goes into the Toon world. Because I think that's like the most, you know, Jordan couldn't act and people were just, it was kind of shitty. Same thing with this one, but he eventually does go because his kid gets mad at him because he don't understand. He don't want to go to the basketball camp. He wants to go to the gaming camp. Yes, there is a gaming camp in this movie and he (laughs) wants to go. And LeBron don't understand because LeBron only cares about basketball. Uh, 
So uh, they go to the Toon world. Don Cheadle comes, who is the movie's villain. Now, I will say he did a good job. Mm. He did a good job. You could tell he enjoyed this role, man. He was hamming it up on screen. He was doing a damn thing. He, You could tell he actually got to cut loose in this movie. And I liked it. Uh, now, of course, LeBron eventually goes to the Toon world. He gets turned to a cartoon, meets the Looney Tunes. They have to go get them. They have to go to different Warner Brothers places to get the Looney Tunes. And ultimately, they get trapped in the little kid's game. Because remember, he made a video game. He made a basketball game, mm-hmm. which is like a ripoff of NBA Jam. <laughs> <laughs> so they get trapped in his game. And LeBron has to take the Looney Tunes. And they have to play against his son and their team of, I, I guess they tried to do the same thing they did in the first one because they took like Dame Lillard and Deanna Tarsi or how do you say her name and Anthony Davis is in it and mm-hmm. all this shit. So it's kind of like the same thing with the Monstars. Pretty, mm-hmm. pretty simple plot, man. And ultimately, the ultimate thing is, look, LeBron is just too serious about basketball. He needs to learn how to accept his kids for who they are. And if they want to be gamers, then that's okay. That's the ultimate lesson learned at the end. And I have to say, uh, the original with Michael Jordan struggling at baseball in the beginning because he's crying because his dad died is a lot more emotional than what LeBron's talking about. Because he just seems like an asshole in this movie, kind of. Yeah. So you can relate with Michael Jordan a lot more than you can relate with LeBron James. Uh, but overall, overall, I didn't think the movie was awful. Mm. Okay. Um, uh, when I wa- when I finished it, I was like, okay. There were a couple parts I laughed at. LeBron James, they did take shots at LeBron a little bit, talking about how he kept leaving and moving <laughs> away. And uh, somebody said, uh, um, LeBron James is uh, our, one of the greatest basketball players of all time. And Don Cheadle said, well, that's arguable, but <laughs> so the, he was taking a few, few little shots. There were some cool little references there. Um, if you're a basketball fan. So, I mean, it was cool. Uh, I will say it's qualified. Oh, man. Oh, qualified. man. It is not as bad. People are the main complaint I see is people are talking about how they're they're pimping all these WB franchises throughout the movie because they go to different worlds like they have Game of Thrones worlds and Harry Potter world and Batman Superman world. And they have the audience and the audience is all guest characters from Warner Brothers movies like Mm -hmm. they got Jim Carrey the mask back there and all this Game of Thrones people. And they thought that was corny. And I'm like, yeah, but I mean, nobody knows who the Looney Tunes are anymore. Yeah. So you got to throw some it, jokes in that people actually recognize. Yeah, and is that do you feel like that's corny? I feel like that's kind of cool because this I feel like kids will recognize that more than Looney Tunes, than Tasmanian Devil or something like that. I f- because I feel like most of us remember the mask. Yeah. Or, or remember Batman and all this other shit. Uh, ain't no point of going to the Roadrunner or, you know, I don't know who was in the movie, but it, it kind of makes sense to do the mass and the, the more current shit that we remember. That was Warner Brothers. No, I agree. And it's like, it's not overbearing, you know, 
it, it, there it's not you know like i said people don't know what looney tunes are anymore they ain't popping like they used to be we grew up with that shit but now kids watching don't know what looney tunes are anymore really man they more into spongebob and shit yeah. so yeah i mean it, it, i didn't get mad at that people were talking like it was just blatant and annoying i thought it was whatever it, it was fine uh the plot it, it, it was a goofy kids plot man but ultimately there were, i will i I laughed way more than I did at Coming to America 2. Oh, shit. I'll say that much. I actually laughed a couple times in this movie. There are some lines that were kind of funny, man. The plot is what it is, but I will say LeBron tried. LeBron did try in this movie, man. You can't knock him for trying. Uh, The script wasn't a whole lot to go home, so I'm not going to blame that on him. I'm not going to say LeBron's a great actor, but I will say he tried his best. Yeah, he he was better than Michael Jordan in the original Space Jam. Mm. Oh. As an actor, as an actor, you heard it here first. LeBron James is better than Michael <laughs> Jordan. You heard it here first. <laughs> the goat, the the greatest of all time is LeBron James. Yeah, man. <laughs> as far as acting, I would give a a Oscar to LeBron way faster than Michael Jordan, man. Because Michael Jordan only did Space Jam and Haynes commercials. Yeah, you know, at least LeBron's trying to do movies. So. He not, and I'm surprised Jordan was even in a movie, man, because he's not really yes. a people person like that. I'm sure he got the bag, but he, I never thought of Jordan as, oh, he's this, you know, he's this people person. He could just work the crowd. I look at LeBron James more working the crowd than somebody like a Jordan. Uh, Jordan was a little more standoffish a little bit and yeah. kind of, you know, he, he wasn't that guy that was sitting. He, he wasn't even a Kobe Bryant. At least a Kobe, a Kobe Bryant, I think, would do better in that role. Yeah, and, and uh, Michael Jordan was so nice in the original Space Jam, too, man. It was, really kills you. I, I do feel like some of this plot from Space Jam is probably taken from LeBron James' life. I know... Bronny, even though he's a good basketball player, uh, I know he's heavy into gaming too, and I know he's part of that uh, big gaming clan. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated with that gaming clan, so I'm sure this is like a based off a real discussion he had with his mm. son, where I, he probably thinks he's wasting his time playing games, and his son's yeah. like, "Nah, this is actually the future." Really? Damn, I thought I would have thought the younger son was the more the gamer because he seemed like more the nerd to me. <laughs> The, yeah, the, the younger one that's uh, I think he played basketball too, but I don't think he's that good. He, the one that played with Dwayne Wade's son. Yeah, is, is that the gamer? No, you Bronny's think? the gamer. Bronny is the gamer. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. But he, oh, I mean, okay. I'm, maybe they're both into it, but mm-hmm. I know Bronny is actually with that gaming clan. So yeah, so I think which I know one is he's Bronny? Is the, the older one Bronny? Yes. Okay. Okay. I thought the younger one was um, the one, the gamer. No. Gamer. Okay. Um, I think it's him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's yeah. He's in phase. So yeah. He's he's heavy into gaming. I I don't think he's into making games, but he is heavy into uh, playing games competitively, like Call of Duty and all that bullshit. So yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's a discussion he had with Bronny, where he's like, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to be great at basketball, you got to quit that shit. But he's like, no, Dad, I love it. Yeah. So whatever. That's, and yeah. also. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say also the theme of him being too hard on his teammates and not expect accepting them for who they are. Because the whole thing is like oh, he's too much into basketball. Like he they try to make a plan and he just wants to play fundamentals. 
Like yeah. he don't want them to do their Looney Tunes shit. He's like, nah, you got to set the pick and you got to go over here. And so like, I bet, I guess the theme is he's too much of a slave driver for his team and he needs to learn how to just let them have be fun. Them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can kind of see that. I, um, that that's a typical kids movie. And, and I, I have a say, I'll probably watch it now. Uh, I'll probably watch it this weekend, but, um, I think uh, you can't really judge this movie that harsh. Uh, like some, uh, yeah, the plot line is the plot line, but I, I feel like you can't really, you can't be too deep in a kids movie like that. I think you being too deep in the kids, but I think that's what messed it up because I watched the movie. So, uh, soul, I think it was Soul with yeah. Jamie Foxx. I felt like that movie was a little too deep for a kid. It was confusing to me. I didn't know what was going on. I was, I was, I was sitting there asking questions like, man, what the fuck is going on? And, you know, it's a cool looking movie. You know, I support black movies and all that shit. But it, it seemed like it was a little too deep if I took my kids to the movie for that. I felt like I would have to explain what's going on. And um, a couple of people was like, oh, that's that's not really a kid's movie. Yes, it's a kid's movie. <laughs> Like that's not an adult movie. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, a adult movie probably would have been a little more cussing, but no, that's that's a kids movie. <laughs> but I, I but with this plot line uh, from you telling me, I I guess it kind of makes sense because you know you never know people. A lot of people have a dad like that, and especially in this day and age, you know, we all know Joe Jackson with mm-hmm. you know with the Jackson Five. There's a lot of parents like that when it comes to sports. That's, you know, when they three years old, they got them dribbling the ball. They got them playing football. They saying, you know, they super hard on them. They pretty much like LeVar Ball. And I don't know how hard LeVar Ball is. They say, like, he, he he accomplished the goal. He got the kids to the NBA. So I can't knock him for that. But uh, it's a lot of people that go hard on their kids and they don't want to play basketball. So I guess I guess maybe he's trying to get that message out there. Yeah, yeah, and, and ultimately, like it, it's a little feel good message at the end, man. You can't unless you're just completely cold inside. You're gonna feel something by the end of the movie, <laughs> man. It, it's it, it's not it, it's a little cheesy, but it, it comes together. The only complaints I really have about the movie: number one, they could have used a few more cameos. One thing I liked about Space Jam the original is how. The plot was like the basketball players lost their powers and then you follow them as they lost their powers and they're so depressed and down. And Charles Barkley was so funny going on the court, playing against some little kids. (laughs) He got blocked by some little girl and she was like, you ain't Charles Barkley. You just some old man, some buster who looks like him. (laughs) He looks so sad. Like shit like that is what I liked in the original. And there is nothing like that here really. Uh, Ernie Johnson's in it with Lil Rel doing commentary for some reason. Like they couldn't get Charles Barkley back. Whatever. Yeah. I was wanting a few more cameos, man. There are a few. There are a few, but I was expecting bigger ones, you know. Mm-hmm. And you don't really get that here. But oh, like people, I feel like, and I feel like I'm somebody who people just think I hate movies and sometimes or some shit. I'm just <laughs> a, a hater. You're a little critical, man. You're a little critical. You, I, I, I kind of I kind of like that about you because you don't really cut the bullshit. You don't just say, oh, no, it was a cool <laughs> movie. 
No, I think you actually analyze these movies and you give an honest answer on it. So, I, you know, even though I might disagree, I do respect that you are honest about it. You you have, you have you back your shit up with points. You ain't just going out there saying it was whack and that was it. <laughs> yeah. No. I, like, I, I ultimately, the most important thing for a movie is, like, how it makes me feel at the end. And sometimes, no matter if the script is kind of weird or some crazy shit happened, if I feel good at the end, usually I'm going to be like, okay, that was a pretty good movie. There's some movies I just walk out and I'm just upset. It's kind of like, huh? (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck was that? I just wasted my money (laughs) and or time watching that bullshit. So it was a movie where by the end, yeah, there will be a few cringeworthy moments, but there will be a couple moments you'll laugh too. If you got kids, it's cool to watch with them too, probably. And like, it's not bad. It's not as good as the first one, but it's uh, not a bad movie. I was just about to ask you, which one is better? Space Jam one is better to is me. It? To me, okay. I just feel like it, the number one is soundtrack is better, and I don't mean that. Like the Space Jam, we didn't review the Space Jam soundtrack. I don't yeah, think we really I feel, need to. Yeah, I actually forgot about it. Did it drop? When did it drop? Yeah, it did. I think last week, oh. or maybe the week before. But I do appreciate the fact that they made like they tried yeah. to make a a you know another movie soundtrack to go with a movie because we don't really see that too much. But I didn't think it was very good. Um, I know uh, Lil Uzi Vert remade Pump Up the Jam, and mm. it kind of sucked, mm. but whatever. Um, so the soundtrack wasn't as good. There is no I Believe I Can Fly. I guess they tried to that, do that with a little baby Kirk Franklin that, shit. That's the I Believe I Can Fly. Yeah, that song <laughs> sucks, though, man. Like, I don't understand how... Uh, <laughs> it's not even close. The not even close. Yeah, what what don't, don't you like about that song? Is it the beat or <laughs> just just Kurt Franklin and Lil Baby? It just, it just feels like a rejected song from Chance the Rapper Coloring Book. Mm. <laughs> just, <laughs> like a, just a sample church song? Yes. Okay. A, a, a fake gospel song with Lil Baby and auto-tune. Rapping over some bullshit, like I don't know, it's, yeah. it, it didn't do nothing for me. It's, no, yeah. I believe I can fly, definitely. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the track list. You got um 24K Golden and Lil Wayne song. Got your boy Chance the Rapper and John Legend. I can imagine no, how that. Of course. That, and that song called "See Me Fly." So I wonder if it, it got the uh, I believe I can fly feeling to it. Uh, Sweetie and Salt and Pepper and Cash Dog got a song. <laughs> uh, you you mentioned Lil Uzi Vert, Saint John the Scissor. Um, more John Legend, Jonas Brothers, which yeah, uh, uh, Dame Dollar got the track on here featuring G Easy, P Lo, P Lo, and White Dave, which is he's not white. I realized. I think we actually talked about him on the podcast. Um, yeah, Bit Frida, Leon Bridges, but yeah, it, it came out July 9th. I'm su- I, I surprised I kind of missed that. Yeah, I saw a drop, but I had no yeah. intention to probably, listen to don't it. Don't really, listen to man. it on your own time. Let let yeah. us know if it's qualified or <laughs> But but yeah, man, the movie wasn't bad, dog. Like if you if you go into it expecting it to be, you know, because I, I thought it was gonna be awful. And by the first quarter of the movie, I was <laughs> like, Oh guys, what everything I feared to be. But once it gets to the jokes, once it gets to the Looney Tunes parts, like there there's some fun moments in the movie, man. It's not is not the first one, in my opinion. And the first one ain't a great movie. So this one definitely ain't great. But it's fine, man. It, it, I would have felt a way if I guess if I paid to go see it 
in the mm. theater. But it being on HBO Max it is perfect, man, because, you know, two hour long movie, something to do this weekend is watch a movie. And, and, and it's cool, man. It is, I can't say too many bad things about it, honestly. So, yeah. so um, how do you feel about the production of it? Is it um, because I know you're a big fan of the production as yeah. far as the, you know, the actual characters and shit like that. Do you do you feel like at least the production is better than the last one or do it, did it look kind of weird? I thought, well, number one, we had the debate already about what looks better, Lion King 3D or Lion King 2D. And I said that old Lion King movie, it, I think y'all disagree with me, but yeah. I still think the old one looks better. Uh, they they do half and half here. When LeBron first goes to the Looney Tunes world, like it, it's 2D drawn, mm-hmm. but then uh, uh, Don Cheadle comes and he makes everybody 3D. Okay. And I don't like it as much. I got used to it after a while, but I just I preferred the 2D look. Like I preferred the Space Jam look with Michael Jordan being real and them being cartoons. That was kind of a cool look. Mm. I didn't like the Michael Jordan or the LeBron James with the 3D. And I just didn't like how it looked, but whatever. I got used to it. Production wise, man, it, it did look cheap. I'll say that much. You know, it's obviously green screen everywhere. Oh, 100%. But yeah. you could tell this movie had a real budget, man. It wasn't like they just... It was just, a Tyler Perry budget. Yo, hell no. <laughs> they, they 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 did their thing with it, man. Like, it's not going to blow you away, but it doesn't look cheap. It looks okay. like a real movie, you mm-hmm. know? So I thought the production was fine, man, for what it was. Um, so, yeah, I can't really say too much about it. Um, was better than I thought, but it still wasn't great. That's all I can really say, but it's it's qualified. (laughs) It is what it is. Look, man, I was expecting the worst of this movie. It was better than I thought, but (laughs) it still wasn't good. (laughs) It wasn't great. I I think it was all right. Okay. It was all right. I'll say that. It it was definitely watchable, man. Okay. Especially if you ain't got nothing to do on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon. You could there's worse ways to spend your time than watching Space Jam. It's better than coming to America too. Oh, hell yes. Yes. (laughs) You won't be counting the minutes until it's over with this one, at least. Yeah. You know, you actually get a point where you're probably into it at at some point. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, One more thing I watched. I did watch Loki, uh, the latest Marvel TV show. I actually followed along to that one as it was released. I usually don't do that with the Marvel shows. I just wait for it to all come out and then watch it. It was good. But Loki was pretty good, man. Did you watch it too? I did. I think that was the best um, Marvel series of it all because okay. they, they did release the um, the uh, WandaVision um, and then the Black Thin America. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this I think this one's by far was the best one. I'm, and to be honest, I'm I'm gonna probably watch it again just to kind of soak everything in. But it was really good. I always liked Loki. Yeah. For some reason, I know he was the bad guy in most of the shit, but um, I'm glad he ended up getting his own show. And, and, you know, uh, I always think it's interesting how the bad person always, uh, you know, when they whenever they get their own show, it's like they become the good guy and you end up root for that guy. And the perfect example is watching. I know you off of power, but just watching the second power with Tyreek. You know, the most hated guy, people hated him so much to the point they hate him in real life. He get his own show. And he's the he's the star. He's the main guy in it. And people rooting for him. 
So uh, it's just amazing how something like that can change uh, the audience. But um, I thought it was great, man. I enjoyed it. I did too, man. I always thought that dude who plays Loki is probably the best actor in the MCU, especially since Chadwick gone. Like, I think he's really probably the best actor they got left. So I'm Mm -hmm. glad they didn't kill him off for good after Endgame or Infinity War. I'm glad he's brought back. The show was pretty good, man. It ended on a very interesting note. They did renew it for season two already. So, yeah, I'm excited, man. It was a good show. I got to say, uh, I'll give that qualified as well. Me too. Qualified. Did you see Black Widow? Uh, No. Was it good? I didn't see it yet. I ain't, I'm going to probably see it this weekend. I might. Um, I heard some mixed things. I heard some people say it was okay. I heard some people say it sucked. It might be the worst <laughs> yeah. Marvel movie. Oh, really? So, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I heard I, people. Some people were trashing it, man. I've seen a lot of people saying it was good. And then I, I saw our guy Terrell, a friend of the show, who, uh, movie, uh-huh. our movie guru. Shout out the um, Novelty Podcast. He said um, he really don't like. I, I think I, I'm paraphrasing. If I'm wrong, let me know. We might, might have to have him on for this movie debate. But he said um, he don't really like the way the Marvel MCU or whatever you call it is the way they going because they they tying. It, it seems like what they doing is tying shit into these movie uh, uh, to these TV series, and it's kind of jacking everything up a little bit, confusing everything. So I'm guessing the way uh, Black Widow ended, it kind of tied something into a, 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 a one of the TV shows on Disney Plus. So uh, I guess he wasn't a fan of that, and I, I kind of understand. I kind of don't want that either. I don't want to see no tie-in to uh, WandaVision. I, I, you know, I, that's too much going on, and um, I'm I'm already not a fan of Disney Plus, but. Um, yeah, so I, I I might be wrong, but I think that's what I got from his um, response to it. Yeah, I kind of agree that, you know, basically to, to even know what's going on with these Marvel movies in the future, I think you'll have to have watched the fucking TV shows and, and, and plus done the all movie. the... Yeah, plus there's so many Marvel movies. Like, let's say if somebody, you pull somebody from like 30 years ago into the future and said, hey, we, we, you know, we got a bunch of cool comic book movies now. Like, where would you start if yeah. you try to get them into the MCU? It's so confusing, Iron Man man. 1, yeah, it's, it's so going to take them a fucking year to catch up, dog. Yeah, and and the crazy part about it is, um, it's, I think it's a list on, uh, on the internet somewhere, but people, uh, people always told me that don't start with Iron Man 1. I know that was the f- one of the first movies to start. Yeah, whole- it was the first MCU, really. Yeah, but a lot of people always say start with the Captain America one, w- which is where he was, you know, back in the day where Captain America first started. And so it's mad confusing, man. And I'm I'm not the one that's watched the first one in order, but um, I kind of jumped in the game late. And so I wanted to catch up on everything, and it was like, no, 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 start with, don't start with, um, because I was looking at the year, like, all right, this came out in 2008, so mm-hmm. let me start with this. But they're like, no, don't start with that. You got to start with, um, it, it was kind of doing what start what people with Star Wars do. Oh, you got to start with the Captain America, whatever, that was, was it Winter Soldier? Winter Soldier, yeah. First it, Avenger, I think, was the first the fir- Captain America The first movie. Avenger, yeah. Start with First yeah. Avenger and then go to... To uh, Iron Man two, 
and then you go to Iron Man one, and then you go to the, it's just like man, that's that's too damn confusing, man. Like why you don't just go in order? Don't listen to those nerds, man. The same people who said you got to watch the prequels before you watch the original Star Wars movies. Like no, you don't, man. Watch it in the order it was released because usually <laughs> the best shit will be first, <laughs> and then. <laughs> Some of the shittier movies come later. That don't even make sense because it's like if I got to watch the newest one first and then go back to 2008 to watch the other one and then I got to bounce around like that. No, nah, I, I want to watch it how it was released because if if it's that difficult, then these movies probably wasn't even that good then if you got to watch it all scattered like that. I want to watch yeah. it in how it was released. So. If Iron Man 1 it was the first one that came, I want to watch Iron Man 1 and then go in order of the, of the release date. That's how you should, because that's how they watched it. So yeah, how are you so going to tell somebody else, oh, you got to yeah, watch it in a different order than they, I did to that's understand how they, it? Yeah, that's how they did it. Yeah, and that's honest, ridiculous, man. Yeah, and honestly, it makes sense, because if you're going in blind and you watch Iron Man 1 and, and you see the end of the credits, it's like, all right, cool. And then you you, you see a, a a a trailer for the uh, first Avenger. There's like, oh shit, that's a prequel. Oh, I would love to see how um, Captain America just started or got started. And you go back to that one. That's how they. That's how a bunch of movies do. They kind of bounce around. Like you should be able to. You should be able to watch the shit. Or you should. It should be like Fast and Furious, yes. where you can start at one and go all the way to fucking thirteen or some shit. It's bad enough that they stop putting numbers in the fucking movies, man. So if you don't look at the release date, you don't know what the fuck came first. Captain America first, Avenger, Captain America Winter Soldier, Captain yeah. America Civil War, Thor, Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, Spider-Man Away From Like, nigga, which one is one, two, and three? Yeah. What the fuck happened to one, two, and three? <laughs> Why we got to add subtitles to every movie, man? What if yeah. you didn't watch this shit, just got into it? Where do you start? Whatever. Yeah. That's a long rant in itself. <laughs> um, I think we've been jibber jabbering long enough, man. Let's go ahead and wrap this podcast. Yeah. Oh, real up, quick. Bro. Rest in peace, bitch, Marky. Oh, yeah. I've got to mention that. Uh, we mentioned that earlier um, that he had been hospitalized and it looked really bad and grim. Uh, fortunately, he did pass away this past week. So RIP Biz Marky, man, true rap legend will be missed dearly by the community for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick, right. real quick. Um, I want you to do it before this music cut off. Um, should Rachel Nichols be canceled? Oh, I forgot to bring that up. <laughs> um, I mean, we got way on it. Do, should she? Should she be canceled? Should she be canceled? No. <laughs> but I will say I have enjoyed not watching her do as much finals coverage anymore. <laughs> that Maria, Ter- Maria Taylor is much better at that job. So yeah. that's one good thing that came out of it. But I don't think she'd be canceled. No. Okay. Yeah. I think she was wild for what she was saying because if if uh, Maria Taylor worked her ass off, man, I think she deserved yeah. to be on there. I don't think it was a, hey, she's black. So that's why she got the gig. I do think uh, if, if it was like Sage Steele or something, just all of a sudden hosting the NBA Finals, then I would be like, oh, that might be a color thing because, you know, Sage Steele ain't all that. But, yeah, Maria Taylor de- definitely deserved that. And I wonder, she does. I wonder if she's going to stay with ESPN. <laughs> because There's she, rumors that she's going to leave. Yeah, I, I heard there's a rumor uh, NBC got a contract ready for. Yeah. So that'd be interesting. 
It will. But yeah, I think. I mean, there's a lot of layers to that whole uh, Rachel Nichols thing. Yeah. But basically, I feel like I was listening to a podcast with Jamel Hill and I'm in something. It was Dan Lebitard's show. I feel like they made a great point when they're basically like, you know, ESPN is just reactionary. They have no real culture. And before George Floyd, they were saying, keep politics out of sports. We don't need Jamel Hill and Michael Smith doing Sports Center, making everything woke. Then after George Floyd, they said, hey, that's all we're talking about now mm-hmm. is, is racial injustice on ESPN, even when it don't even belong or make sense to do it. <laughs> so, yeah, there. I mean, I think that's one point that was true. But whatever. It is what it is. I, I shed no tears for Rachel Nichols. She'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Thank y'all for listening to the podcast. We appreciate y'all. Um, of course, thank you to our sponsor of What a Bro Knows, Black Lux. Make sure you enter that contest. Make sure you visit blacklux.com. That's B-L-V-C-K-V as in Victor C-K Lux, L-U-X.com. Make sure you check that out. Enter the contest. We got three more chances to win, so do your thing. Um, also, shout out to TabTechUnlock.com, our great friend Tab. Got a website up where you can get a SIM card, unlock your phone. He's doing glass repairs, too, for your phone. He's going he gonna to fix your shit up. I know y'all clumsy motherfuckers don't want to buy that big-ass case for your phones no more because you're too cool for that. <laughs> but then you drop that bitch into breaking and you're sad. You can't mm-hmm. show the holes your broken phone, eyes bone. So yeah. uh, make sure you hit up. Uh, tabtechunlock.com yeah. check him out man he will hook you up and another shout out shout out to Jensen Smith he's a listener of the podcast he gave us a couple um, stuff he wanted to talk about and shout out to Israel Santos who won the headphones yeah yep he's listening he said he loved the podcast he loved listening he said the last episode was funny and a lot of people shout out to um, my homegirl Dana I did not know she listened to the podcast and she tweeted or uh, Instagram that she was listening. And she said um, her fiance is now a fan of the podcast because of the Aww. anime. Oh, see, he said, y'all, y'all. He said the one, she said the one episode where y'all talk about anime, he hooked to it now. He said he liked it. So shout out to you and uh, <laughs> our guest last week, Dendi, for talking yeah. some anime. Yes, check out Dende. I saw him. He was posted up at Anime Match Story that last weekend, too. <laughs> so, yeah, make sure you check out our interview with him. It's on YouTube, Gems and Juice. I saw our last podcast, so check that out. Shout out to him. Great interview. Great guy. Great, good guy, man. I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, as the music is running out, <laughs> we will wrap this one up. And so, yeah, until next time, y'all. Peace. Thank you, Peggy.